Welcome to the MinMax Show, a place about games, friends, and getting better. I'm I'm not Ben Hansen. He's off getting married or something. No one really knows truly what's happening. I'm Kyle Hilliard. I'm joined by Leo Vader. Hello. We can Jacob all read Geller. those lower thirds that oh, were on screen the whole time. What what'd you say, Leo? I cut you off. I'm just panicking here, man. I, the overlay's wrong. I got the old one. I told oh Hanson I had God. the most accurate overlay, but it's all. It's a Fargo 2022 overlay. Everything's oh, falling no. apart. He leaves us for one week. And we fall apart. It's actually two weeks. Oh, that's I true. mean, but who's counting, really? Feels like a lifetime. Uh, Sarah Podzorski is also here. Hello. Also Sarah, I had this ben. moment where I was putting my little script together, and I realized mm. I don't think I've ever said your last name out loud. And Ooh. that that gave me anxiety. Ben likes to say it out loud. It's he, fun. It uh, seems like he enjoys to say it. Tech issues uh, interrupted my introduction, so I've been waiting to say it's beer o'clock and <laughs> yes. open a beer, and I, I didn't want to miss that. It's 7.30 yes. Eastern time, which is far later than we usually record these. So, yeah, and there's no telling I, who that voice is. We just, we're never going to figure it out. It's anyone. Um, it would be anybody. Usually uh, our podcast Miller. recordings are at like 3.30 p.m., which is a little early to uh, start drinking a beer, but not today. Well, <laughs> the reason we're doing it so late is because Sony had its state of play today, which I guess kicks off like not E3, Key 3. What what other it's names are people calling vid- it right video now? Video game summer extravaganza. Yeah, which I usually wear a suit and tie for, which I'm wearing a suit and tie if you're just listening. But I, it, even that felt a little off. Like, I was like, is it time? Do I put on the costume? I don't know. I, I did. It happened. So It's been like a slow roll, right? With the Pokemon announcements and, like, Summer Games Fest. I'm like, are we, like, are we going now? Like, are we going now? Now? Like, are we starting? Is this it? Yeah. Was this the first one officially? The first stream? I think so. Right? I mean, yeah. It's happening. We did it. Yeah. Us yeah. four. Great. Happy Eve 3, everybody. Uh, But let's, yeah. So it really, so let's get into it because as we're discussing whether it was starting or not, it's like, yeah, what? my expectations were weirdly low for this state of play for no particular reason. I don't think I was just like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what to expect. And then they opened with Resident Evil 4 Remake. And it was immediately a moment of like, oh, right, this is very exciting, and we're going to see exciting games. And I was I was over the moon. I was very excited to see Resident Evil 4 Remake. Man, it, it turns out it's like, you know, all respect to Xbox, all respect to Nintendo, you know, all, all the kind of, like, directs that happen in the months, uh, you know, September through March. Kind of fun updates, and it's like, Sony is still capable of putting out just like an all killer, no filler press conference. It feels I was like, oh, I'm excited for all of these. Each one of these trailers. I'm like, cool. Yeah, I, maybe Tunic coming to a new platform was like the only thing that I was like, OK, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and even that's like good. That's nothing to complain about, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, so Resident Evil 4, they, they did they show gameplay? They showed like in-engine footage and some cutscenes and things but i don't think they didn't show any shooting gameplay right unless i missed it uh no i don't, I don't think, think so. so i've been uh so i i've been for for reasons that will become obvious later this month i've been playing a lot of resident evil 4 um and and i went through that trailer basically frame by frame or scene by scene and it's like there are a lot of there are a lot of individual scenes that you can pick out but they are all either cutscenes or just kind of like 
b-roll of the villagers walking around you know it's like i could say like okay that's in the cabin with luis or whatever but like still no no shooting anyone yeah yeah we saw luis we saw ashley in a photograph but i think you you kind of see her back okay and i but i think all the footage seemed to be like from the first few hours of the game so to speak you know who knows how they're going to mix it up but well yeah i mean this is sorry for nerding out but this is like what my my life has been building towards is like there (laughs) we saw scenes in there that are like not in the game not in the original game at all like there's a scene of like ashley running away in a forest that like that's not in the game you know that like that's not something that we've seen before and so it definitely seems like they are you know, they're not they're not just making the existing content look prettier like they are kind of redirecting in addition to just like uh, making all the graphics real good. Yeah. Do you here? I'll read. They had a PlayStation blog post go up right after the trailer. And it was it's it was attributed to like a Capcom representative or maybe a producer. I don't know it wasn't like the director or anything like that, but they wrote uh, this time the game is being developed to achieve state of the art quality for a survival horror suitable for 2023 while preserving the essence of the original game. We aim to make the game feel familiar to fans of the series while also providing a fresh feeling to it. This is being done by reimagining the storyline of the game while keeping the essence of its direction, modernizing the graphics, and updating the controls to a modern standard. That sounds like a different game, but you just like slapped your characters on it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean a lot of they use the word modern a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, what's like a 2023 survival horror game? What does that even mean? It's the know. Callisto Protocol, maybe. There you go. Uh, yeah. More sweat. I mean, I guess... Add more sweat. <laughs> more sweat. I'm, I'm really curious about um, like the thing that Resident Evil Four has that Resident Evil Two and Three don't is like the combat is very arcadey. You know, it's like the combat in Resident Evil 4 is like you shoot them in the head and then you run up and kick them and then you run up and like do your knife on them in a way that's like really fun and not uh, realistic, you know, in the same kind of like like with two and three where the zombies are so slow and you're just kind of taking slow shots at them. It works, but it's like I am curious if they're going to keep it as as arcadey if they are kind of seeming to make the art direction much more stick and all that. Yeah, I, I hope it stays arcadey. I, you know, I, I hope the combat is basically identical. I don't know. I don't want to yeah. be modernized too much. And then, uh, so they followed that up with Resident Evil Village on PlayStation VR 2, which is exciting. I, I think that's cool. I, I want to play that game in VR. I loved Resident Evil 4 in VR. I didn't like 7 so much, but I think that was part of the problem with sort of the low-tech nature of the original PSVR. It just didn't look great. I think this, then yeah. they also said they are making Resident Evil 4 for the PlayStation VR 2, which is very confusing. Well, because they said, they said PSVR 2 content. Right. Maybe mercenaries right. So maybe mode? it'll be, you know, an individual level. Yeah, or like, like Leo said, yeah, maybe mercenaries or something like that. Mm-hmm. Cool, do it. I'm okay with that. And if that's a loophole where we can get Resident Evil 4 VR and something besides Oculus Quest 2 by getting the remake instead of the VR version of the original, I'm on board. Yeah. It's I, it's very strange. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, like, another thing, you know, it's like the question of if when they're modernizing it, it's like, are they going to keep the attache case the same? You know, are they going to add these, like, hot-swapping new things? And you can kind of look to 
Resident Evil 4 VR to see how they modernized it while keeping it basically the same. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, it's like one of my favorite games of all time. So seeing how it's changed is endlessly fascinating. Yeah, other little things on the, from the blog for Village VR is it's going to use the eye tracking, the eye tracing in PSVR 2. Oh, wow. I didn't say how, but Are they going to out me for present. staring at Lady D too much? She's going to have some <laughs> voice like, lines. Hey, stop staring at her! <laughs> there are going to be sirens that start going. <laughs> Gosh, there, this is a weird throwback, but when they were showing the Wii U at E3, one of the things they had was like you can move the tablet around to, to look at these like 3D... They, they had like a, a 360 degree camera. They had filmed various things and you would look around and then the, the software would like, you know, show you what you were spending the most time looking at. But they had one of those um, in Brazil, one of those crazy parades. And there were women in bikinis dancing around and stuff. So everyone's like statistics were just like staring at the women in the bikinis. <laughs> and all the Nintendo reps were like, ah, don't worry about that. Everyone's doing that. It's like... So hopefully it's something like that is what I'm saying. Um do we want to there there are a couple people in the chat who have brought it up uh right now do we want to just guess at the price of psvr2 because they didn't announce it they i thought they might but they did not i'm i'm gonna go uh what's quest 2 is 299 300 300 i think Mm -hmm. they're just maybe 350 is i think psvr2 what about you guys Three fifty. I think that's probably probably a safe bet. I thought they might. It might be as much as four hundred. Given, I mean, like the specs that they announced are really good. Like they're they are better technically than the Quest Two, and also I think the Quest Two. Some of that low price is because Facebook is buying your data. And Sony is What's not Facebook? quite as. I don't know what that is. Uh, sorry, Meta's buying Meta. your data. Oh, okay, uh, thank you. And and so I don't know if, you know, I mean, Sony's no angel, but, like, I, I don't think they're quite as interested in that. Uh, I think it's going to be pricey. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, do I'm you have a like, guess? Well, I was thinking, like, three ninety nine, but if it has, like, if the controllers are a little bit different, I could see it going closer to 500 especially with all, like, the chip shortages. I don't know if that would affect mm. it at all. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I, I'm I'm guessing 350, but if it came out as 500, I wouldn't be like surprised. I'd be like, well, eh, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I Leo. Am... Oh, oh uh, Leo. I was gonna see. Do you have anything, anything to say, or any excitement for uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Retribution? I know you liked. Is this this is a sequel? Yes, I believe so. The first one's great. It's one of my favorite yeah. VR games for sure. I it didn't I know, look this, very this, different. This wasn't this wasn't an announcement. This was just a confirmation that it was coming to PSVR two, I believe. Yes, and that is something that's coming to other VR platforms as well. Rather than some of the and other then, stuff being uh, exclusive. Yeah, No Man's Sky for PSVR two as well, which is is cool, you know. But... Yeah, I mean it already, you know, you can play No Man's Sky in VR now. Um though yeah. so it's pretty uh the last time I played it, it was not uh, amazing. But um, also, you know, maybe purpose built for a console, it will be a little smoother. Yeah, and then the and then the Horizon Zero Dawn PSVR two game where you're not playing as Aloy, you're playing as Reyes, I believe. Yeah, and you're climbing using a bow and arrow, walking around under the giant creatures. I mean that that seems like where that game's going to shine is just 
watching a giant creature walk around. I don't even need to fight mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. yes, Leo, staring up in the ceiling. That's the, the VR face of looking at yeah. something big. You'll walk in, you'll just be, like, staring at your ceiling. But I want to see how, like, mobile are, are you going to be? Because they showed some fights that looked pretty good for, like, VR, you know, with the bow and some, like, they saw, like, you kind of saw them, like, dodge to the side a little bit. But I don't know how much how much you'll be able to move. Yeah, PSVR, they still were targeting a seated play style mm-hmm. for pretty much everything, right? Do we know if that's the same for this or if it's going to have room scale? I forget if we know that. I can't I, imagine it would have room scale, but maybe. Well, I think, I mean, it's... I don't know. They've got, they've got like, the inside-out tracking, you know, so it's like you don't need to set up sensors, so I think it'll be more generous with where you're allowed to be. Um, I don't know. What I was going to say is this Horizon thing reminds me of one of my biggest missing, uh, like, games is the last guardian psvr thing because i i've never had a psvr and like i don't really care to have one except there is essentially a tech demo that's built in the last guardian where you can like look up and pet trico and one of my favorite games ever and i like i wish i could just have that game and not do anything else so hopefully this thing will be backwards compatible or something (laughs) Jacob, I don't want to blow your mind, but you're talking to someone who played that. And and I assume you and Trico have, like, a deeper connection than I'll ever have. I, I don't even want to spoil it for you. That's <laughs> fine. I think I wrote something about it for Game Informer. You go look it up. And you can experience it that way. That's the same. Let's see. Um, I'm kind of going to run down these. Uh, so we have Forbidden West. Got a bunch of updates. New Game Plus. Uh, ultra Hard Mode. Um Nothing anybody's going to be offended by, unless, I don't know, Sarah, you look upset about this. Out today. I'm just really mad they put, like, the transmog in there, so now you can wear whatever outfit you want. And I'm mad that wasn't there earlier, you know? Yeah, my Aloy was so ugly the whole game. Because it was (laughs) just like, well, the best best outfit, it looks like I'm wearing oven mitts, so I guess (laughs) I'm just going to wear that one. (laughs) Well, the steel on those dinosaurs gets hot, man. you got to be careful. Uh, Spider-Man coming to PC, um, and then I guess that was surprising. They, yeah, mm-hmm. they also I guess they said in the blog that Miles is coming as well. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't know if it's going to be like a package thing, but both are coming to PC. That seemed so. notably absent from the trailer. It's weird that they would yeah. confirm that, but not there. <laughs> they took the time to confirm that the DLC that I didn't particularly like or think was very good is definitely in there. They had a bunch of black cat shots and that that weird gangster guy that turns into a mech <laughs> at the end of the DLC in there. But didn't and but nothing from Miles and then they confirmed it on the blog later. So, um that's cool. Maybe I can play it on my Steam Deck. That'd be exciting for Ooh. me. And then um honestly genuinely one that was very exciting for me and I'm guessing you Sarah was Stray. Oh my god. Leo too. Yeah. Leo's cats in it. My cats and me. in it. Yeah. We're all excited about it. Great. Genuinely, very much looking forward. We finally got a date. Yes. Which was July 19th. So that's all I really wanted. Like, they could have ended it there. I mean, it was great to see Final Fantasy 16, but they could have just cut the stream, and I would have been happy. The I I, I thought it was going to be sort of a, like, this is what the game's going to be like little scene. But then as mm-hmm. it went on, it's like, oh, I guess this is going to be it. But there was a scene where the, the cat is just walking down an alleyway, and all the robots, like, scattered and, like, ran inside. 
And that was really intriguing to me of like, are they all scared of like this, the one living thing in this world? But then other robots later in the trailer were being nice to the cat. So I, I don't think mm-hmm. that's what the game is going to be. But this is one you I the other day I was on Reddit and there was footage that someone put like a GoPro on a cat, like a stray cat. And they were just running around in the first person just exploring. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, why isn't this a video game? And I'm wondering if Stray is going to be kind of close to that, you know? I realized, uh, shout out to uh, Jeff Cork. I had the realization watching this trailer specifically that this is a little thing, big world game, which is very oh, exciting. Yeah. Of True. like, oh yeah, everything's big when you're a cat. That's exciting. <laughs> That's good it's gaming that right took, there. It took this long for us to like release a game where you could just be a cat. Like doing cat. I hope that we get to do cat things because there was that scene yeah. of the cat knocking all the bottles off the roof. <laughs> but I want to. I want to do cat things. I want to terrorize as a cat. You want to use a litter box? Yeah, I want to knock things over. Want to pee on robots? Um, get under the bed and throw up at like yeah. three a.m. <laughs> yeah. I want to zoomies around at like three in the morning. Uh-huh. They released Dog's Life on PlayStation 2, where you played as a dog. You're right. I don't know. I was just thinking of that game, Kyle. (laughs) Inside of this conversation or outside? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's weird if you're sitting around playing Resident Evil 4 and thinking of Dog's Life. Callisto Protocol has a release date now, December 2nd. I didn't realize that's like a PlayStation console exclusive. I assumed it was kind of... Yeah, I mean, on, on Wikipedia anyway, it just lists PC and PlayStation 4 and 5. But mistaken. Um, uh, on on Wikipedia, it says Xbox. I don't think so, Jacob. Well, I it says like it in the little hours. preview. Oh, no, I, I, I totally <laughs> believe you. I, I I could be wrong about that. Please go double check for me, dear listeners. But I yeah I I thought it was like that was that that was why it was on State of Play is because it was PlayStation Five and Four. But maybe it isn't. In any case, it's coming out December second this year, and I mean. It looks like uh, the Dead Space spiritual successor it claims to be, like, without a doubt. The game looks good as hell. I can't wait. I mean, it's it weird like to hell. see, like, a, a press conference where a dude's head gets curb stomped. I feel like there's a bizarre lack of uh, ratings or content warning with this kind of thing. But as a lover of Dead Space, sometimes people get curb stomped in those horror games. <laughs> You gotta do what you gotta do. Leo, I forget. Life. I know you're not a big gore and violence guy, but you do like Dead Space, don't you? Yeah, and curb stomping. Okay. In my day to day. That element of it is what you're into. So you love Gears of War as well. Of course. Yeah. Chainsaw on the rear end. No, love I just, I, I remember, I thought we had a conversation once about how I Dead Space 2 is just like, just peak, like the best, and, and for me anyway, like my favorite EA game like period <laughs> it's a, as close to a perfect video game as truly as we've ever had it's crazy i mean it's resident or yeah dead space 2 is like the actual modernized resident evil 4 you know it's like they hit the same buttons that's and, a good point you know it's who good games um also i i think game informer reported it is officially not a part of the player unknowns battlegrounds universe anymore which really? was the most bizarre I... thing about that original announcement is that somehow the callisto protocol was going to take place in the same universe as player unknowns battlegrounds uh but yeah. you know too bad maybe I mean, it... maybe there's still hope that That's they will connect sad. somehow why would they do that 
Yeah, it's like you find a frying pan and you're like, yeah, why would they walk that back? I mean, it takes place on what a, a moon, a Jupiter moon, like a prison moon. So like, it looked like a prison, but couldn't PUBG just be happening on Earth? Like, yeah, it's like you could say anything in space is the same. It's like Jupiter ascending is in the same universe as before sunrise. You know, like why not? <laughs> yeah, Jupiter ascending. What a weird specific. <laughs> okay, Jupiter ascending is uh, happening at the same time as Seinfeld. <laughs> Probably. You can't know, prove maybe, it wrong. Mila Kunis even works in Jerry's building, for all we knew. I've actually never seen Jupiter Ascending. Should I watch that movie? I saw it in theaters, no. No? <laughs> even as, like, a Wachowski fan. I don't know, maybe. It had some it's, funny moments. It's real. It's real. It's like everything it does well, Speed Racer does better, you know? Okay. So it's like, if you want to see a silly Wachowski movie, there's just a better one. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Roller Drome, which I really... Seriously, I went online to see if there was a way to, like, if they had a tool that someone had made where you can make the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater logo and, like, change out the words. Because I was going to do Max Payne's Pro Skater. And I was just going <laughs> to just release that tweet into the world, but I couldn't. It doesn't exist. So I'm like, well, I'm not pulling out Photoshop for this joke. I'll just mention <laughs> it on the podcast. Hanson, who I'm sure is listening right now, loves it when I explain jokes that I didn't actually execute. He thinks that's the best. <laughs> Nice. Um, also, you could do you could do a Sable's Pro Skater mm -hmm. because <laughs> that art style looks so much like Sable that it feels like copyright infringement. Yeah, I thought it was a sequel or the same team or something. At yeah, first. I thought uh, it was the same development team. To be clear, the game looks great, and I'm totally gonna play it. But Absolutely. like, boy, that looks like Sable. Yeah, August 16th on that one. Which and I, maybe this is a dumb question. Maybe you're like, duck. How obviously was it an online like? P player versus player type it game or is it a single player game? Like a player I think versus it's single. player. I think it looked like uh, a my friend Pedro but fun was okay, was right. my take. Does anyone remember that bad yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. I was thinking like I feel like I've seen this concept attempted before but for some reason this looks like it's actually working. And it's you're growing into slow-mo constantly, so that is a hint yeah. that it's single player. I mean there I know you're on roller skates and there's that whole roller skates versus skateboarding ongoing war that we're all affected by but um i mean it does kind of look like tony hawk sometimes like just doing the way you're going off the ramps and like crashing through the glass and coming back down and stuff like tony hawk with guns sounds like a great idea to me one thing it's missing right yeah there was did any certainly thug or thug 2 or american with like there was it has to be a gun in one of those, um right? Django fett in tony x pro skater 4 oh, one of his special moves he does shoot his blaster back and forth it's a grind see? move i believe oh, just go play that if you're excited for roller drone <laughs> yeah um how do you guys think we pronounce eternites does that sound right i think it's pronounced eternite like eternal nights yeah, returnal right no Returnal announcements, unfortunately, Jacob. Sorry. I thought they were going to... When they said coming to PC, I thought it was Returnal. Me too. Uh, mm. Just because there have been, like, heavy leaks about that. Um, yeah. Um, Eternites. Yeah, that looks... It's very anime action dating sim. Those mm -hmm. are a lot of genres Nothing that like don't usually go together. a girlfriend at the end of the world. Nothing like holding hands I, at oh, the I, end of the world. Is it weird that I'm into that? Like a hand-holding... Ask you to hold hands. Yeah, and just because it's like, like hold it down to like reach your hand slowly. Imagine the Dual Sense Five haptic feedback on that. Ooh. Oh my god, You're, you'll yeah, sweat. I thought, you know, it's like 
it it kind of looked like a platinum imitator, but like there should be more platinum imitators. So like I was totally fine with it. Yeah, uh, Studio Psy, Kowloon, I think is the other publisher. I didn't recognize either of those names. So, but uh, yeah, the the hand holding thing just made me think of Ico. It's really all it was. It's just like I don't think that's even what they were going for, but that's what I took away from it. So good for them. Uh, let's see, Tunic. We talked briefly mentioned Tunic coming to PlayStation on September twenty seventh. Great, nothing to complain about there. Uh, Street Fighter Six. Are are any of us like big fighting game people? Should I have? I should have called Surreal and been like, tell yeah. me something exciting about. You can this. do like a Surreal impression. Right. <laughs> um, I, I would just just talk talk completely incomprehensibly about like grapple escapes or something <laughs> and um, then just but they, also talk about s'mores at the same time very yeah. crucial they changed the logo that everyone hated oh, the I logo that, that looked yep. like the like adobe preset thing um i mean the most bizarre thing is it's open world question mark or yeah, at, okay. at least you can kind of like I think it's probably going to be you just run from fight to fight, but like it really looked like Yakuza in in those like open world scenes. And there were cutscenes of like more than two people fighting each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. Hopefully they are going crazy with that because I am not a huge like, fighting game guy, but something like that would get me in the door. Yeah, like one of those weird Mortal Kombat extra modes, like Shaolin monks or something, where yeah. where you were just like fighting people in three D. I don't know. I thought it looked like the the first the first announcement trailer. People were pretty down on, but like I thought this looked artistically pretty neat. Like I I like the way that the characters were animated. Yeah, it's being built with RE Engine. Uh, the blog about the game was very like really talking about how amazing the visuals are thanks to the re engine you know you can see the sweat and pores on their face and stuff like that and then it also referred to world tour mode which i think is the mode that we're talking about where it looked like you could walk around Mm -hmm. uh and then they wrote world tour is a single player immersive story mode that pushes the boundaries of what a fighting game is and allows you to leave your own legacy within street fighter 6 with your player avatar we were wondering about it looks that. Like Splatoon, when you run around and you see all the other Splatoon kids, which is really great because it just makes that world feel real, even though like it doesn't make any sense. Like this game that you're going and playing somewhere else, the fact that there's somewhere to just chill and wait for games to start, like really adds a lot of sort of like fiction, interesting fiction to that world. Yeah, I mean, like the Street Fighter backdrops have always been so cool like going back to even street fighter 2 it's like you kind of wish that you could walk around like the weird airport that they're fighting in or whatever that like it's kind of neat to just be able to like you know walk around and then fight and see where you were just walking in the background they also i don't i wish i'd written down the actual quote but like the beginning of the trailer it was something like you know if you want to if you want to obtain strength you got to take it back to the streets or something along those lines. And to me, it just felt like like it's almost like they're like, we're going back to the roots of Street Fighter, which everyone knows. Streets in the title. You got to have fights in the streets. We're going to the streets. And like my reaction is kind of like, I don't really know. I think that's just like a circumstance, you know, just happens to have Street in the title. I don't know if it's like a core element of Street Fighter. Where but... are the streets? <laughs> yeah, streets. Oh, what's your favorite street in Street Fighter, Leo? Oh my god, Main Street. Gotta go with the classic. 
<laughs> Fifth Avenue. Second Street. Oh, man. So many fights on there. Uh, Sarah, what did you think of uh, Season, A Letter to the Future? I am tentatively excited for it. It seems like a really interesting game. It seems kind of like a more in-depth like lake where you're kind of living in this community mm, yeah and, like it, you're like you're preserving somehow like whatever you preserve from this community of people will last into the future because they were saying that they're all gonna like disappear or like cease to exist by this huge event yeah the so I'm, season's like, ending they just keep yeah, talking about I'm the season tentatively ending. interested in it i hope yeah. it's like actually has like depth to it yeah, I I mean it's it's so stupid, but I was like the thing that immediately I was like, oh, this looks this looks fun. This looks like a fun game. Was just seeing her ride a bike mm -hmm. in like an open maybe open area. I don't know. I assume it's kind of an open world, but maybe it's mm -hmm. maybe it's not. But it's it's silly. But I was just like, I like the idea of riding a bike around this weird, potentially fantastical place. I I, I wasn't even sure if it was like, is this our real world? I don't know what this is. Yeah, I think it looks. It's it's kind of like what if what if you made like the art style is like Breath of the Wild's art direction, but with a system that can handle, you know, more shadows or whatever, where it's like it's beautiful and painterly, but like that little bit more technically complex that like the switch probably couldn't run. Um, I think it looks gorgeous. It's probably going to. Like, I'm going to play it with headphones because I bet since it's a game about, like, recording sounds, it's going to have amazing nature sounds happening mm -hmm. all over the place, which just seems really cool to be, like, hearing cicadas or whatever. Um, I think that game looks great. I'm really excited for it. It is. It's a continuation of this weird indie trend where, like, everything's about taking pictures of stuff. Like, I don't know when that happened. I feel like it was the last two years, every... Like ninety percent like of people who grew up playing Pokemon Snap are like, wait a second, I could make this. I could, I could just put this. this in my game on my own. Everyone's like, uh, shooting is a fun game mechanic, but uh, we don't want to make a game with guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on, you're onto something here. I think you're right. Then uh, it all it all collapsed. It all fell apart. It all came to an end. I'm I'm talking negative. It was very exciting. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, which started with uh, Naoki, Naoki Yoshida, mm -hmm. who hopes that the game brings a little happiness in these hard times. He's really <laughs> feels bad for everyone. And then, going and then they showed us a time. game about tyranny and death and really, really gritty. Probably the most gritty Final Fantasy I think we're going to see. Like, very war-based. Very, It's giving Game of Thrones. It's giving, like, I read the plot. And it sounds like the plot to one of my, like, isekai novels where they're like, the duchy of so-and-so is up against the empire of so-and-so. And so it just, wow, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. Are you excited for it? Because it takes place in six in 14's it, world? The icons or the summons look very similar to the Final Fantasy XIV primals in terms of design and everything. But in terms of world and character design... It doesn't quite... I thought it would look more similar to Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I want to... I'm, I'm a little nervous about the gameplay. But I think as long as the story is solid, which I hope it will be, please, uh, I think it'll be good. Um, as someone who doesn't know 
anything about the story, I thought the gameplay looked freaking rad. I was I was really excited by what I saw. I mean, it looked it looked kind of like the seven remakes combat system, which mm-hmm. is great and I love. Um, and it also looked like a kaiju game. Yeah. It looked there was so much footage of like just big things hitting each other, which I was <laughs> really excited about. <laughs> Um, it looks like so... you get to play as like Shiva. You get to play as Ifrit fighting like Bahamut or Garuda. That looks really cool. While there's like a war happening around your feet, so you're just like accidentally stomping on people, and they're like, "That's fine. We've got more." Yeah, so... like it's. I'm curious how that works because it all it looked very cutsceney, right? When it was like because there there's summons in the previous Final Fantasy, right? Basically, is these like Ifrit and stuff like that. So. Are you in control? Do you summon? Do you turn into that thing and then you do a fight, or is it just kind of like cutscene? Like Final Fantasy fifteen treated it very strange, where summons were like based around story moments. They weren't you couldn't really pull them out at any time. It was just like very specific times summons would happen, and they felt very like on rails cutscene moments, and they were cool. But it, I did kind of after a certain point, I was like, I wish this fight that I'm struggling with. I wish I could just bring out one of these summons right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm cu- I'm just curious how that's gonna. It seems they're very focused on those. Like they got they their own title cards. That there are like characters in the game. I think they're called like the dominant. And they're right. Each... They have like superpowers. I think, yeah, and right? I think they can either summon or turn into the the icons and like basically fight above the rest of the battle. But like they're basically fighting each other. They're, like, fighting their icons together, which will probably cause, like, great devastation, you know, to the average person who doesn't want to be at the foot of Garuda and Ifrit fighting. I mean, I wouldn't want to be. No. It's also, it's it's kind of, who knows if Bayonetta 3 will ever come out, but, like, that's another game about kaiju fighting. Uh, and so I would like, you know, if, like, last year was, and was the game about time loops, if we have 2023 just to be about, like, kaijus. That would I would be very down for that. Yeah. Taking pictures of Kaiju, yeah. <laughs> there was also there's a couple sequences in the trailer that showed what I'm assuming are like boss fights against other humanoid characters where I like you were the... gonna bring up the nudity. Oh please, yeah. There was like one cutscene in the trailer when there was like nudity, like and it was implying that they had just like been, you know, intimate together. And I was oh, like, right. are they really trying to like age? rate this higher like are they they're really going for like we've got blood we've got gore we've got nudity we've got sex we've got all the things that'll bring happiness in Mm -hmm. these dark times (laughs) yeah in these dark times what if your depression was a big monster and you could kill it that's the plot of that movie that anne hathaway movie um oh yeah that's Uh, true goliath gigantic something like that colossal Colossal. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I think I like Big. that movie. That's a good movie. Um, but uh, I mean, I got I got distracted by the nudity, uh, as Sarah mentioned. But there were like these fights where it was like your player character versus a boss, I guess. And they're like their health bars were presented on screen like a fighting game, mm-hmm. and the camera was almost like to the side, which was odd but interesting. I kind of assumed that those were cinematics that would happen in the middle of a fight like the the place that the camera was just kind of looked like you couldn't actually fight from there like i think i think it will be a very cool game cinematically and i also think they're just going to kind of you know 
mess with what is gameplay and what's pre-scripted sequences. Does anyone know the protagonist's name? Clive. Oh, you know the last name? I literally was like just reading about is it. Is it really Clive? Clive? It's it Clive. is Clive. <laughs> Clive Rossfield. Maybe Rosefield? R-O-S-Field? Clive Rossfield. Our, mm-hmm. our favorite from Final Fantasy. Uh, and this here's a game I like to play. Leo. Hi. Will you play Final Fantasy 16? <laughs> <laughs> it's not my thing. I barely no. played 15 because it had, you know, driving in a car and staying in hotels and camping and stuff. That stuff was very camping fun. My I, was, boys. I was hoping that would be present here. I got to say, and, and I'm not like the biggest Final Fantasy fan by any means, but I do prefer the sort of um, more science science fiction-y See, Final I'm Fantasy the opposite. Sure. Look. I prefer like the Final Fantasy 12. Like airship is the most futuristic. And I want an airship with a blimp. Like no mechanics. I like my high fantasy Final Fantasy games. What is Steam acceptable anywhere? Uh, I kind of prefer if it's like magic based. Like we use okay. the mana and the atmosphere and the power of the crystals. Like no, get your science out of here. <laughs> Uh, I I but I I am excited for this. It's it's like I said. I'm I'm not a, a huge Final Fantasy fan. I've played a bunch of them, but it, weirdly the first one that I actually played and and beat and completed was was 15. And I feel like once I saw credits on that, I was like, okay, well I'm in for the series now. Like I'll I'll play them all moving forward. I don't really feel the need to go back. But uh, yeah, so I I even though the sort of fantasy element of it is like less enticing to me than the steampunk side of things. I think it looks cool. I think the combat looks really cool too, Jacob. I'm with you on that. Like, I- I'm excited for it. What? Well, next year you get to play it. Summer I know. What is it? Uh, summer 2023. A lot of the stuff in the show like wasn't too crazy far off. I felt like that like, was I feel the like best was... surprise part of it for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we even mentioned that Stray is July 19th and it's going to be a PS Plus game, mm-hmm. which is which and is pretty cool. Seasons game was coming out in fall. Right, yeah. But it seems uh, weird that they're releasing it in summer 2023 when I'm pretty sure Yoshi P said that the game was, like, almost complete. In the uh, and then blog... like, one more year. In the blog, they said that the game can be played from beginning to end, and they're just cleaning up bugs and, this and stuff like that. This better be the cleanest hey, game. Hey, great. I mean, you know, Remake worked remarkably well out of the box, and it was real nice. Other than you know, Cloud's door, <laughs> right? That was Which the they one fixed. thing they fixed. <laughs> they did. Um, so also, the Callisto Protocol and Roller whatever are also coming out this year, apparently. So, good stuff. Roller Drome, Jacob. We all Sorry. know it. Roller it's right off the Drome, if you will. I didn't have to oh. scroll up through my notes to find the name again. Well, how did you guys feel about the 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 presentation? Like it felt. E3 worthy to me. I feel like if that was like their E3 show, I would have been pretty happy. I mean, Resident Evil 4 was like killer for me. That that like that's all I really needed. How do you guys feel about it? Are you happy with how it came together? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was super fun and fast and I'm glad it wasn't they didn't stretch it out, but I think for like E3 standards, it might have needed like one or two more giant surprising things yeah. for me. I was good. It didn't seem like they had a lot of like I don't know, when they usually fill it up with a bunch of trailers that of games that no one's going to play, it felt like they only really presented 
kind of heavy hitters, I guess. Like, whatever they presented, I was interested in. Uh, so it felt very, like, it felt like a very tight show. It's yeah. it's weird because, like, during press conferences, when they, you know, during, like, a, an Ubisoft press conference, when they show just, like, the developers talking about something, I'm like, boo, this sucks. But, like, when a presentation is truly just 30 minutes of trailers, I am like, maybe I could have used something to, like break it up you know something that's not a trailer but like you know like i said at the beginning all killer no filler like i was at least nominally interested in all of these games jacob you're acting like horizon's narrative director ben mccaw didn't pop up early I, 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 my apologies to ben mccaw you are right in, in that presentation oh yoshi p was also there to tell us that oh, times right. are tough yeah. Well, in one year, we'll have Final Fantasy 16. So please play it in the meantime, Final <laughs> Fantasy 14. It's been a while since someone apologized for times being tough. I feel like we've all just <laughs> come to understand that they're going to be tough. Yeah. Times are times forever now. Times are times. <laughs> am I right, it's all, guys? It's all terrible, turns mm-hmm. out. Except for when a new Final Fantasy comes along. Then everything is good. Sweet relief. That's <laughs> So it wasn't all PlayStation this week. There's been some other things. Uh, I think the big one was probably the Pokemon trailer, which mm-hmm. um, is is funny to me. Gosh, what Sarah? What are the names? Scarlet and Violet. I cannot retain those names. I don't know why. Scarlet <laughs> and Violet. They're those... not as like easily associated as like Sword and Shield, right? Like, what does yes, red and purple yeah. have to do? Purple is just a shade of red if you think about it. Like. Yeah. And Diamond and Pearl kind of have a ring to it. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about both of the games, too. Like, Scarlet and Violet. Like, the theming, which is past and future, I don't... It's okay, but it just... To me, it just seems... It's not as, like, superfluous as, like, Diamond or Pearl or, like, Sword and Shield. Like, past and future, I'm like, you're making... You're really making me make a choice here. Like, that's a... Like, you get to choose between a dystopian cyberpunk future... Or you get to, like, what, Team Fossil Fuels? Like, I'm so confused. Like, what, what is, how is this a choice? How is this a choice? Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I, It's it's funny, because when they announced it, it was right after Arceus. Mm-hmm. And it almost didn't feel real, if that makes sense. Like, I was like, I know right. they showed, like, a little bit of footage, and they have the starters and everything. But I just, I for some reason, I just didn't believe it was coming this year. Nobody We're now this, watching this trailer. I'm like, oh. Okay, yeah, no, this is... We're getting a new Pokemon game this year, which is which is crazy. It still feels quick after Arceus. Mm-hmm. Did did y'all see the thing where they do have a bundle of both of them, and it costs a uh, hundred nineteen ninety nine, which is literally one cent more than if you bought them both separately, <laughs> because that would be a hundred nineteen ninety eight. Oh so it's like not only are you not saving, you are in fact spending more. Spending more. You get a steal. A steel case, though, right? I mean, that's that's worth five that's bucks true. extra or whatever. <laughs> that's why you're saving the money, I assume. But um, yeah, I didn't have any huge takeaways from the the trailer. It looks like Pokemon are walking around more. There's four player co-op. Yeah, co-op I want to see more of that. Pretty yeah. big. Yeah, but they I mean, they showed yeah. literally nothing. They were like, and you can all run up in different directions. And I was like, mm, very cool. Love that I can run away from my friends. <laughs> what I mean, else is, can we do? It is a smart way to show it. Where I mean, the idea, I guess, right? They're pitching is that mm-hmm. you can you can just go off and play Pokemon, and your friend will be playing Pokemon mm-hmm. a couple miles 
in the to the east of you or something. I mean, that's kind of a cool idea, I guess. It's a big leap though, because in yeah. Arceus, like the only other person was like trading or like finding lost bags, and like all of the lost bags that I found were like fake made up names. Like I very rarely names did I actually. Yeah, well, mm. rarely did I ever encounter like you know an, an actual internet name. You know, yeah, it's right. like Stacy, and I'm like, okay, Stacy. It wasn't X Stacy X. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all know X Stacy X fifty seven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good friend of ours. But I mean, am I misremembering that in Sword and Shield in the open area, couldn't you run around with friends? Or am I am I misremembering? I didn't play Sword and Shield. What? Yeah, I know. That, I missed that one. That's like the only Pokemon game that I've missed. My well, my story with Sword and Shield is I brought it on a plane to play it, and and my daughter just just took it out of my hands and never gave it back. To this day, she still has it and is still playing it. So. I played the first five minutes. It seemed seemed solid. You gotta, you know, parent her more, man. You can't let her push you around. <laughs> like she's a bit of a bully when it comes to Pokemon. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta live with it. You know. I um, guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Look, don't tell me how to parent my child. Uh, I honestly, I she hasn't hadn't played a lot of video games up to that point, so I was actually really excited. I, you know, I'm, I'm telling the story. I'm lying a little bit. I handed it to her. She right. didn't take it from me, but I did you ask her. You saw her look at it, and you were like, "Do you want to play this? Like, do you want to like, play this? Come on, <laughs> take it, take the switch." And she she doesn't know if she wants Scarlet or Violet yet. She hasn't decided. It's a big decision just, to make. She's not ready. I'm leaning Scarlet because I like the legendary a bit more. I prefer Coridon over Minidon, who like doesn't have, who has like jetpacks for legs. Right. Wait. Can uh, you I explain? Can... can you describe them and which one's which? Yeah. So Koraidon's like the red one who has like the motorcycle wheel for a chest. And then Miraidon has. And no like one legs. has any questions about that. We can just go. No, no, no. And like Miraidon has the like jetpacks for legs and is also like a spaceship bike. Like they they both seem like they can turn into bikes. Um but Koraidon, Korai means like past in Japanese, ancient. Mirai okay. means future. So we're really going like future versus past, and <laughs> both have bikes. I don't know what are like the ramifications of that, and like I just need to know. Yeah, we can play the game to find out, I guess. Uh, part along with that, the trailer and everything, uh, it was more subtle, but they did share that uh, Junichi Masuda, who is like he's a was a composer early on and a director for many games and a producer. Like he he is very important to to Pokemon. Uh, he left the series development studio at Game Freak, and he joined the Pokemon Company as its chief creative fellow. I, I don't know what a CCF is, but he's doing it, and I'm I'm happy for him. Good for him. My my claim to fame with Junichi Masuda is I think I think if I saw him in in public, I think he m might remember me. He probably doesn't know my name. But he would have that glint in his eye where he'd be like, we've met and spent time together. Do I know that? I think I might know that person. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we, uh, Hans and I went there to Game Freak and spent like two days with them talking about the history of Pokemon. So we're friends. We're best friends is basically what we're I'm saying. We're really so happy for I, you, Kyle. Yeah, yeah I, so I, happy. I, I called him up and I said, congrats on the CCF role. I don't know what that is, but I, <laughs> you're going to kill it, man. I'm really, don't be nervous. Don't be anxious about it. You know, you know yeah. Pokemon really well. You're going to do Here's great. Here's a list of 19 Pokemon that I've come up with that I think would be good additions. <laughs> what about one that has like a wheel in its chest? Like just a <laughs> wheel. 
I do you believe can make it that you came up with Smoliv and Lechonk. <laughs> you can claim you can claim credit for both of those. Smoliv is one of those like really great, presumably mm-hmm. treehouse translations that is just like you guys nailed it. You guys, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. nothing. There's not yeah, a better it's, name. It's for this so thing. good that it's like, what could it be in Japanese that's as good as that? <laughs> you know, like the. <laughs> The the pun work here. Sarah's right. thinking about it. She's I'm, trying to come well, I'm up Googling with it. it. <laughs> did uh did anybody watch IGN's uh, IGN first series? They had uh, Sonic Sonic Frontiers. They oh, yeah. showed they showed some gameplay yeah. for it. Yes, sir. Le- Leo, you're nodding. Are you excited about that? Oh yeah. Um it was interesting. I it's it opens on him standing in the big field and he's running through it. And you're hearing Breath of the Wild style piano music. And I'm like, why is this getting dumped on so much? It doesn't look that bad. And then when you start hitting Sonic style boosts and stuff and running up walls and collecting rings, it's like all the same old sound effects, which seems like really weird at this level of fidelity. And then, yeah, it kind of fell apart a little bit for me later in the trailer, the the different moves they're doing and really bad pop in and stuff like that. When is the game set to come out? Does it have a date? Good question. This year is all I saw looking it up. Because I feel like if that was, you know, if if it was just coming out late next year, I would be, this looks great, you know, like cool direction to go. You'll figure out the stuff you do in the game later. Right. Uh, But since it's not coming out late next year, supposedly, it's like, the thing that everyone was saying that I do think is true is like, the bit on YouTube where someone makes like the castle from Mario 64 in Unreal Engine 5 and all the comments are like, Nintendo hire this man. <laughs> and it's like, it just hired that man. Like they, they truly just like, were like, what if we made Sonic and Unreal and didn't take it any farther than that? Yeah. He, I, yeah. He looks out of place. Which mm-hmm. is kind of his thing. Like, he does a lot in a lot of games. Sonic 06, like, probably the the worst of the bunch. Just because he was, like, in a city with normal-looking humans, as as best the game. But we all loved it that when Mario werehog did it. fit right in, though. When he was a werehog, he was <laughs> perfectly in his world. But I, I will say, I mean, I this is... I'm way more likely to play this than any of the Sonic games since maybe 06. I think, like... 2006 when it came out before we knew it was just a train wreck i remember downloading the demo and thinking it kind of looked like sonic adventure like it looks like an upgraded sonic adventure and then you played it for a while and you know you apologize to yourself for putting you through that but this and then everyone since then i've really been uninterested in but i will at least like i'll i'll start this one for sure like i will play the opening hours like i will pick it up i will load it up i will buy it but I'm also going to play it. I'll probably play all of it because like <laughs> I'm play I'm a Sonic 3D fan. Uh no matter what, I'm going to get through it. But Good. yeah, I was a little I was expecting Sega to justify why Sonic's in an open world. And I don't know if that gameplay did it cuz they just kind of went from like puzzle to puzzle, pretty basic puzzles like can you step on the lights without stepping off the lights? Can you run around? Can you turn a statue in this direction? And, like, the hovering of the rails in the sky was giving, like, I don't know, like, like, it didn't look like it was done. It looked like the like developers had rider? left them. 
Yeah, yeah. I left them in the sky for like testing or something. Because it's like you can see in the distance like rails popping in and out. And you're like, obviously, am I supposed to look at it and be like, how do I get to there? Like, how do I get to the sky? But instead it just looked like, what is that hanging there? Yeah. Just filling in the sky? Just going to leave that there? The pitch of it, like, I'm not a Sonic guy, but the idea of, like, a pretty open world with, like, platforming challenges and running around with that kind of traversal, I'm certainly interested in. But, yeah, specifically mm -hmm. what we saw. I feel yeah, like all... it's possible that the story missions in that game will be great. You know, it's like when, if they have that world and they're combining it with, like, authored content... Mm -hmm. it will be cool, you know, where it's like, I don't know, chase this big thing down and there are, like, scripted events happening all over the place. That seems like it's got, like, really good potential. The thing that they failed to show off was, like, anything interesting to do when you're not in a mission. But, like, I still, I yeah, I agree with, with Kyle that it's like, I'm still more interested in this than <laughs> any previous Sonic for the past mm -hmm. 15 years. Right. Yeah, and the plot so far is just like Sonic wakes up on a strange island, and I'm like, "Is this the most dangerous game with Sonic? I would love that, <laughs> like being hunted down by Robotnik. Like, let's go." Does he I'm kiss a it. human woman? Again, we need to know. <laughs> so the other uh, we we had the Star Wars celebration earlier this week, and they announced Star Wars Jedi Survivor with a pre-rendered trailer, totally pre-rendered. Raising my eyebrow? So. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't, there certainly wasn't any gameplay. So there might have been some like in engine cutscenes, but it, yeah. you know, it was pre rendered. I, I was thinking about it. I, I like Star Wars. I'm a, you know, an adult human who watched a lot of Star Wars as a kid. But, and I like, I really, I love Last Jedi. But outside of that, I was thinking, and I think uh, Star Wars. Was it Fallen Order? Right? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Very memorable name. It's like the only Star Wars thing that I've like gotten into and excited about after Last Jedi. Like none of the TV shows have really clicked with me. Didn't really like the last movies. But I, so I was thinking about it like with asterisks. I think the Jedi like now series is like my current favorite Star Wars thing. Are you watching and, that Obi-Wan show, Kyle? It's really good. Yeah, my I, I, I like stays. that show. No, I don't. I don't really. I, I, not to get in a big Obi Wan side panel here, but I mean, in terms of like the Star Wars shows, that's the one I've enjoyed the most so far. But yeah, no. I, I in terms of like things that I get excited about in the Star Wars like current universe, I, I think this is the one that I'm most excited about. Like I, I, I really liked Fallen Order a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and so I mean, and like the the sort of the trailer didn't really. It's not that it did anything that like particularly got me excited about what's next for the Jedi series. There's a person in a tube of water that I don't, I guess I'm supposed to maybe have an idea of who that is. I have no idea, Too but I just like, it's, it's another star Wars game from respawn, a third person action star Wars game from respawn. Like bring it on. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. All of my problems with fallen order were problems that really seem like they could be fixed in a sequel where it's just like, the jumping didn't feel as good as it could have. And like, you know, the, the maps were kind of confusing. And it's like all of that is are just like kinks to be worked out. And like the foundation was really, really solid. Um, 
I think that it's called Jedi Survivor, right? The new one. Right. Yeah. Um, Jedi Survivor. I think that's a cool like uh, subtitle. I I think the idea of kind of it being like a desperate survival game, if that's what that implies. It sounds like Jedi Among Us. Oh, <laughs> that's right, and that's what that. I'm hoping it for. It sounds like it's going to be like an Among Us clone. Well, the problem with this with a Jedi Among Us is like Jedi's refuse, as the Obi Wan show has shown us, they refuse to not dress as Jedi's, even if yeah. they're you know out trying to stay hidden in the world. I guess he just has a really limited wardrobe. I I don't know, but it's like put on some jeans or something, man. Shave your beard. Yeah, invent jeans. Invent jeans. <laughs> Some someone in one of the original movies is wearing jeans. I I absolutely guarantee. Probably. They they digitally scrubbed it out. After the <laughs> yeah. There's a there's an entry on Wikipedia for jeans. Gosh, hold on. We got we got it. I want to Google that real quick. That's very important <laughs> that I hold up the podcast to see if yeah. jeans exist on. Wikipedia. Chewbacca yeah. once had a dream about a thing called jeans. <laughs> okay. Not, thinking... not not any not really seen any results for this. Okay. Our Blue jeans denim. do not exist in Star Wars. Confirmed. Wow. 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 Yet. Crazy. Maybe that's what <laughs> yeah. Survivor will introduce. Finally, blue jeans. It's a back of the box quote. <laughs> yeah, you were pissed you just got different poncho colors on the first one. <laughs> no, it's jean colors. It's always jeans. <laughs> it's just different shades of blue. Sorry. The best <laughs> we could do on short notice. I, I also wanted to mention quickly, just in terms of just like weird announcements that happened this week and this. You know, I, it's it's a new game from Yu Suzuki, who is the Shenmue creator and director, Virtual Fighter, and he announced this game called Air Air Twister, and it's it's an Apple Arcade exclusive game, and it looks kind of like a Space Harrier, spiritual successor, and it's like, it it looks crazy. You're, there's like these giant swans that you're riding around on and stuff. And the soundtrack is from uh, with this Dutch guy that I, I wasn't familiar with, but I guess it's pretty well known named Valencia. And it's like a lot of, it sounds almost like, like a queen, queen it, music it, or something. You posted that trailer. It sounds like if a queen song was generated by AI, like I was I, listening yeah. and I was it's like, not bad by the way, I do no, like, it. but it was just, I was like, is this a queen? Like there kept being like, like two seconds that I was like, okay, that's from killer queen. But then it would <laughs> yeah. like be different. Yeah. And then that's all this backdrop of like this person inexplicably floating through the air with a gun space harrier style and like riding giant swans. And there's like giant fish carrying like glow, like uh helium globes with houses hanging from it looks crazy. It looks really weird, and uh, I'm I'm gonna play it. I'm excited for it. I I want to see Yu Suzuki take a take a Shenmue break, but I don't want him to give up on Shenmue forever. He he can just work on this and then get back to Shenmue, mm-hmm. and I'd be happy. Sarah, do yes? you know how this whole thing operates? <gasps> Patreon. You nailed it. You're so smart. Wow, you're better at getting that out of people than Hanson is. I know everyone's always put on the spot they're so nervous and they don't know what to say they just make things up but this week MinMax is continued to be sponsored by I'm 8-Bit which we're continually grateful for having them be involved with us like since basically the beginning it's awesome Uh, right now they're promoting the Muppet movie final uh, excuse me final soundtrack it's not the final soundtrack (laughs) there might be more Muppet movies with soundtracks in the future I'm not sure Don't, don't quote me on that 
But uh, it's uh, the soundtrack's reimagined for the first time in over 40 years, and it's been completely remastered for vinyl. There is one LP that is Kermit Green, which is the I Am 8-Bit exclusive edition, and then there's one that's Miss Piggy Pink. And it's got classics like Rainbow Connection and Moving Right Along. You guys know those songs. You love those songs. And right now, you can get 10% off of everything under $100 on im8bit.com by using the promo code JUNEBUG, J-U-N-E-B-U-G, no spaces, JUNEBUG. And of course, we're going to have question of the week. I need you guys to help me with this. I know every week Hanson is like, help me with this. And then we all nod and we all just <laughs> But we normally have Hanson to, to do it. <laughs> and then at the end, one. he still has to sort of remind us, not this week. You guys are really genuinely going to help me to the point where it's going to upset Hanson. And he's going to be like, why don't they do this every week? Love it. But we're going to choose question of the week. And they're going to get a physical copy of Spinch on Switch. Spinch. 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 Yeah. Um, can I announce some some breaking news uh, that just came through that I think only Kyle will care about? Yes, please. Um, so there there's a uh, Peacock is making a Twisted Metal TV show. Uh, bizarrely, like the car combat Twisted Metal uh, game. And one of the voices that was just announced alongside Will Arnett, who will be Sweet Tooth, is Mike Mitchell of the Doughboys. Nice. Will, will, will be voicing one of the characters the in the Twisted Metal Man? show. Spoon yeah, Man? the Spoon Man himself is going oh to be Stu of the... I just Googled, there's a pair, uh, Mike and Stu, who are described as clueless and looking for excitement, parentheses, and chicks. So, <laughs> I was hoping the that. Tomorrow War would be a breakout for him, but then I saw it and he had like four lines, so I wasn't optimistic. I think well, he was great in that movie. <laughs> they got Chris Pratt on the Doughboys podcast, so it worked out for us. Yeah, that was episode. Talking about his time at Bubba Gump Shrimp. When, when's um, Nick Weiger going to guest on Min Max? Honestly, open invitation to those guys to come on anytime. Uh, if, you, if you're not familiar with the show, they, they review fast food chains. And Nick Weiger worked in the video game industry for some time. Uh, I believe he worked on the Final Fantasy movie tie-in video game if i remember correctly and the uh what the the sopranos game yes i believe so yeah for playstation 2 and then mike mitchell uh once talked about how he played um skyward sword on switch so so you know he's into video games i i actually tried to reach out to them i wanted him to come on and talk about skyward sword but i didn't i didn't get any headway there so open invitation (laughs) this is amateur hour talking so much about this other podcast that's not blank jack this is not cool to do on the show. <laughs> you're right. You're but right. they've already been on. <laughs> They're right, already friends true. of the show. Yeah. Uh, really trying to get Spider-Man 2 actually running on my Steam Deck after their recent Spider-Man 2 episode. Want to revisit that game. Don't have a don't have a physical copy of it, unfortunately. Love Spider-Man 2. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's get into community questions. The first one is from Taylor C. Did Ben get married this weekend? Yes. Can confirm. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Chris Logan asks, Hey, uh, Ben, I don't know who that is. Ben and the Horts, which is more accurate? The Switch is a handheld console that can be displayed on a television, or the Switch is a home console that has a portable option? I would be surprised Hand- if handheld. anybody here doesn't think handheld first. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And not even because of like the sort of the technical 
capacity of the system. I just I personally play it on handheld like eighty percent of the time. I really rarely plug it into a TV. Ninety nine percent for me. I mean, if you look at like any given commercial for the Switch, like the amount of time that they're playing it docked versus handheld, you know, is like twenty eighty. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excuse me. Hold on, guys. Oh. There might be a burp coming. Get ready to mute this, Leo. I assume you have the power to do that. Maybe. Okay, Leo, no. put your finger like, on the mute button. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> Leo, figure out how to do something you're completely unprepared to do. Quickly. You also <laughs> have the mute button. <laughs> no, I got I got to pay attention to these notes, man. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm under a lot questions. of pressure here. Hands are full. Uh, this next one comes from uh, Canadian. Do you think Nintendo will ever remaster Super Smash Brothers Melee? The GameCube Super Smash Brothers. I no. I don't. I don't think they ever will. No, I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't want to ascribe too much personality to a company, but it's like, I think they borderline regret that game. You know, that it's like just the vibe of Melee is so not what Nintendo is now that it's like, I just don't think they're ever going to do it. Yeah. I also just think that they feel like like the the so i internally i bet the reaction is like why would anyone go back to that we have the switch version that has all the characters in it why don't you guys just play that one yeah yeah uh chris schultz asks do you have a game that really helped you get through being sick me and my 17 month old daughter both just had covid sorry to hear that chris and while she was sleeping on me i was quietly playing fallout 76 hot take not a bad game i don't I, I don't think that's a hot take anymore. Really, people people have turned around on that game, right? Yeah, they're good. One of them's on this podcast right now. Could be any one of us. <laughs> who is it? Who is it? <laughs> so yeah, uh, games to play while you're sick or getting over a sickness. Is there? Does you have a go-to or maybe one specific experience? I always stick to like you know the Stardew Valley's, the Graveyard Keepers the any kind of game that like feels like a small job that i can feel like i'm productive mm. while i waste away without uh, having to concentrate quietly. too much yeah so like you can like put it down pretty easily and it's like not you know do or die i fallout 76 is probably not the game that i would have picked up while i was sick but i need something a little more slow pace it is pretty jobby though yeah it's true you do have a lot of obligations <laughs> you do I um, it's not really being sick per se, but when I had my wisdom teeth removed uh, many years ago, that was the time frame that, for whatever reason, I really got into Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I like was just laying in bed with my mouth hurting, and I just, just like mainline Symphony of the Night. Like I was, I would basically just play it and like go back to sleep and play it. And that was, and that had like that got me over the sort of I guess you could say like Castlevania ump. Like I tried a couple other ones, none of them really clicked for me. I heard Symphony of the Night was really good. And I didn't really like it at first, but then I just, I got over the hurdle and like, now I love all those games. I played all the Game Boy Advance ones and the DS ones, but basically before Symphony and I don't really care, but after Symphony and I, yes, please. All because you were sick. All because I was sick. Wow. Uh, you guys didn't thumbs up this next question, but I'm going to read it because it gives me the opportunity to brag that I'm reading a book. Which is very oh, exciting. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Juan, Juan Jabara asks, uh, "Anyone been reading any good books lately?" Uh, oh, David, I feel like I meant to thumbs that up. Oh, you did. Well, I'm sorry, you can't answer it, Jacob. All right. Sorry. 
but no, pl- uh, please answer. But um, for me, I it's the only author I really like get excited about and pre-order and like I even like check to see if it was on my Kindle after midnight it was David Sedaris's new book. Um, love David Sedaris. Uh, he I've only read like the first two or three chapters, and one of the chapters was an essay that he had released like two years ago where he talks about how he got annoyed with his nephews playing their Switch so much, which was really exciting for me to hear David Sedaris writing about video games. <laughs> so that's what I've been reading lately. I really, I love David Sedaris, favorite author. Um, I read this at the beginning of this year, but it's it's become one of those things that I just tell everyone to read all the time. Um, the the author, Patricia Lockwood, um, is, is very good. She's popular on Twitter for a, a tweet about uh, nudging her cat Miette and Miette saying jail for mother jail for a hundred years which you might have seen but she's, she's a very funny author um, her book Priest Daddy which is a memoir um, about her father being a Catholic priest which in itself is kind of like a whole series of things um, maybe my new favorite book it's like it's a memoir about a not famous person and like the only reason that it's my favorite is because of how good of a writer she is but just like just read this book it's just it's just uh great what's so it called priest, again? priest daddy by patricia lockwood priest is daddy. Okay. my new favorite book sweet is it funny yes it's very funny okay because that's you know David Sedaris, I like a good funny memoir. That's this like... is yeah, Kyle. I think this will be right up your alley. And if you like that, she released a book last year as well called uh, "No One Is Talking About This." That is also very good, and I think reads even better if you've already read Priest Daddy. Okay, I added it. I added it to my wish list as we were as we were Let's discussing go. here. Nice. So good job, Jacob. Since you guys got to brag, I'm going to brag that I am reading. Traditional Japanese literature anthology to the 1600s. Hey, ask hey. me about my Kojiki. What's it by Kojiki? Kojiki is like one of the. It's kind of like the, I don't know, the Greek mythology of Japanese. Is it in English? Oh yeah, I mean not the Kojiki's not, but in this book it's in English. It's not the entire gotcha. book. It's well, just I just didn't know page. if you were reading a book in Japanese. Do you I read, mean, I, like... have, I have Japanese books, but this book is about Japanese literature in English. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, Way more it... impressive than my pick. I guess since you guys are bragging, I'll say I've been reading my notices from the IRS. They suck. They're boring. <laughs> I can't get through them. Not recommended. Oh, sorry. Yeah, maybe try audiobook. That might, you might like oh, that better. thank you. Audible.com slash Jacob Geller. I've heard that's a good oh promo code to use. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, this, uh, this is actually a question maybe I should have, you know, pulled a Hanson and brought up earlier into the podcast. That would have been smart. But Philly Yeatsteak asks, hey, all, what is your interest level in PSVR 2? Would it be smarter for Sony to make it identical to the Quest to be more compatible with third-party games or make it more unique with more exclusives? Please, no more exclusives. Please. Please. No more exclusives. Well, I guess off. what... I, so the, the exclusives as opposed to there being like cross PC VR and PSVR games? Yeah, I guess they're asking like, should they have done a headset that will just play more third-party things? like the, Almost like the Xbox approach. Or should they focus on giving us more Astrobot rescue missions? Well, there's nothing about Astrobot that couldn't be played on a any other headset. 
No, no, no. I don't think. I mean, now they have the, like, their controllers look like every other VR controller now. So that, you know, that implies cross-compatibility. Uh, I'm really excited about this thing. I, you know, like, the the failing of the old PSVR was that it had to run on a PS4, which was, like, a computer from 2012 or whatever. But it's like, the PS5 is, like, as powerful as my current computer and i know what like playing half-life alex on my current computer looked like and so if they're pushing games that look and play like that that's awesome you know that's that's all i need i um i played a lot of psvr uh for game informer like reviewed the hardware reviewed a bunch of games i love astrobot rescue mission but despite that i really never felt compelled to buy a playstation vr but despite them not really sharing a ton of details. I mean, we know what it looks like. We know there's eye tracking. We, You know what I mean? Like, I guess there's not a ton to know beyond those things. But in, in any case, like, for some reason, like, this one I'm way more interested in. Maybe it's, like, the single cable is also kind of a selling point for me or something. Yeah. But, like, I think I'll be there day one and pick one up. Nice. Do you have... I mean, Leo, you're kind of Mr. VR, but you're just... You're probably pretty happy with Quest and... Sarah, I know you kind of got into the VR world recently. Mm -hmm. Like, are you happy where you are? You're not really interested in the PlayStation side of things? Well, it's like, I just can't justify owning multiple VR headsets. Same. Like, I feel like I can justify multiple consoles, but the idea that now I also need to have multiple VR headsets to play exclusive games, like, it's just not going to happen. I, like, what's yeah. the point of exclusivity? I'm not going to, I already own a headset. I'm not going to buy another one. I don't know what they could do that would get me to buy it, even though I, like, I'm so grateful for all the changes they're making. It seems so much better than the previous one, and it totally looks like a cool piece of technology. I just don't think I would ever possibly want to get another headset that I would have less friends that also have. <laughs> you know? And plus, Quest with Airlink is, like, the best VR experience yeah. you can have. I wouldn't want to go back to having a cable. Do you think, do you think before your eyes would come to PSVR 2 with the eye tracking and stuff like that? Do you think that... Because yeah. that game is very passive. I haven't played mm -hmm. a lot of it, right? But you're, like... Is it built in 3D? Like, that could work in VR it, really yeah, well, it, right? Yeah, easily it, it could, yeah. Yeah, it would. I mean, I don't know anything about game development. It seems like it would be almost, right. you know, completely natural. Because I, I was just thinking, like, with the eye tracking, like, that would be a really cool, like, sort of thing that would, like, ex its, its exclusivity would be justified with the eye tracking because, like, other headsets wouldn't have that necessarily unless, like, whatever Quest 3 is like already developing that or something. I'm halfway know. convinced that Quest 2 actually has it and but they just don't use it for games and Facebook just uses it for like selling you eye drops or something. <laughs> mentioning this company. I don't know what this is. You're right. I'm I'm hallucinating. I'm making stuff up. Okay. As long as we all agree. Joshua asks, "Hi everyone. We all know that chicken is king in foul meat in America. Foul with a W, not foul as in bad. F O W L." But why does turkey reign supreme when it comes to deli sandwiches? Good question. <laughs> I does I discovered... chicken come sliced the way turkey does. does? <laughs> yeah, totally. Really? Like you can totally get it at the deli. And I remember in well, I don't know why this is like a college memory. I guess that's when I kind of first started buying groceries for myself. But I was like, oh my god, you can get like sliced chicken for a sandwich. This is great. I love chicken. And I don't know it, if I'd want to see chicken sliced. I don't know. Why is that so uncomfortable? I'm really not ready for that. <laughs> well, I like, mean... I can I see it shredded. Shredded chicken, yeah. okay. But the idea of it sliced... I don't know. I'm a ham girl. 
when it comes to sandwiches, so I'm already not in this argument. Gotcha. I, I'm well, sitting the outside of the ring. The thing that I was building to with great anticipation was I was really underwhelmed by the deli oh. chicken. <laughs> by your sliced and, chicken? Yeah, it was, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't even really taste like chicken. I don't know, it I, I, I don't even have a, like a memory of what it tasted like, so turkey, I think, has a a good flavor that works well with bread, where a chicken, if it's not like, you know, a chicken breast or fried or something, I just don't think it really works. And I, can I tell you what meat uh, reigns supreme for deli sandwiches? Let's hear it. Pastrami, baby. Let's go. Yeah, pastrami sandwich. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, hashtag pastrami, hashtag ham girl, going ham. <laughs> Let's see, what else we got here? Josh uh, Duperoy asks, hey, Min Max, with, they put two X's there. I don't know why, but hmm. just one X, two N's, one X. Three X's. <laughs> no. You've been fighting yeah. those off in the chat, Leo. Yeah. I've been watching. <laughs> you're, fighting you're the one that's going to have to edit vampire. this stuff out. This, I don't know why you're bringing it up. This podcast is brought to you by NakedHD.fun. <laughs> They're all over our stream chat. <laughs> Look, Sarah's the one that brought up the nudity in Final Fantasy Yeah, 16, I did. Well, and then I, like, awkwardly looked to the side while, like, the sex spam bot was going off. I was like, do they know? <laughs> yeah, they, they should have saved that. Did they they really, me? they should have saved that for Final Fantasy 30. I know they got, like, a ways to go, but that's, <laughs> you really should have held off on that one. Uh, with the start of summer upon us, I was wondering if any of you were going to take advantage of the somewhat slow release schedule, not discounting Mario Strikers or Xenoblade 3, of course, to catch up on some old games. As a fan of the Persona and SMT series, I'm finally going to check out Soul Hackers on 3DS is in the anticipation of the second one's release in August. So in this in this lull, are you guys going into the backlog? Absolutely. Um, I am still trying to play through all of the Yakuza games in order. The what uh, games? The Yakuza games. Yakuza, gotcha. I'm trying okay. to play through every single Yakuza game in order before I'm allowed to play Like a Dragon. And I'm on four. So whenever there's a lull, I'll usually pull out a Yakuza game, but it's like, Janet's like, Janet's been streaming like a dragon, and she's like, wow, this game is like so fun, so good, and I'm in Yakuza 4, and I'm like, wow, that must be wonderful. Yeah, I would I, love I, to try it. I was wondering if anyone had told you that that's entirely unnecessary. I just, I started <laughs> it, seven. I said I would do it. And now I have to do it. And I think, like, if I can get to, like, a dragon before they release or announce Yakuza 8, I will be happy. Um, I don't know if I've I will, already though. started. I uh, I played through Prey for the first time, which I had never played before, which turns recent, out. The recent one, right? The the new one, yeah. New uh, one. Very good game. Uh, basically, a, a good Bioshock, uh, which I had heard people say before, but when I was playing it, I was like, oh, damn, this is this feels like playing Bioshock. Um, yeah, I don't know. I might, I, I might try to, um, uh, legally and not, you know, emulate, uh, play some old games on like, you know, the PS2 or whatever that I've been meaning to get to forever. At the, uh, at the beginning of the year, I sort of got a set up to play, uh, Mother 3. Like I, I have it on a cartridge that I can play on a Game Boy Advance with an English translation. And I got about halfway through and then Elden Ring came out. Um, and so I'd like to get back to Mother 3. I would like to have that on my list of life achievements that I beat Mother 3. That'd be nice. So I could speak with it about, you know, speak about it with some authority. Mick Manga asks, I'm curious to see what you all think of, think of this thought experiment. I was wondering if a fishing or cooking game actually got a 10 out of 10 
Uh, do you think it would be possible that that game for that game to take home game of the year? So the the thought experiment here is there's a fishing game that comes out, it gets a 10 out of 10. Would it win game of the year at the end of the year debates? McManga says personally, I just couldn't imagine it actually winning. Like, for example, say it came out next year and Breath of the Wild 2 got a 9 to a 9.5 generally. I think Zelda would take Game of the Year generally speaking. Yeah. So myself, I'd probably give it to a Zelda. We're thinking, like, any niche outlet? What, yeah, it depends. Like, it's not going to win, like, the Video Game Awards Game of the Year, but, like, it could win my Game of the Year. Aww. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if, if there was a fishing game that was so exciting and good that I got a 10 out of 10, I mean, a good game's a good game. You mm-hmm. know, if something, like, really just like totally blows everyone out of the water and surprises everyone like i don't know what that game would look like i don't know how a fishing game could take me to 10 out of 10 territory maybe some like really amazing heartfelt story that i just have to see to the end and the fishing is actually fun (laughs) i don't know what it would be but yeah i think so you know you never know i have no doubt that's what i was i I was gonna say it's like the a game of the year just needs to feel like emotionally important to me and so it's like that could be in a fish game you know that was in a a blinking game last year for me (laughs) so it's like it's not impossible (laughs) if you'd asked me last year could a blinking game win game of the year said no chance (laughs) but what's a blinking game first of all (laughs) second of all congratulations everyone this is from crater congratulations you've been cast as an npc in an upcoming rpg Unfortunately, you're one of the NPCs who can only say the same single sentence over and over. What's your one sentence going to be? Is this like a high-fidelity 3D RPG, or is this more like a top-down SNES? Can you set the scene? Is this like after the Great Calamity is hit, or like at the very beginning of the game, where there's like still hope? The season's coming to an end, Sarah. The season is ending. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I I was thinking like 16 bit because I feel like okay. uh, once you get into 32, I feel like characters start having a, at least a couple lines of dialogue. But 16 bit, like you can, there is one character who will just say the same thing over and over. And I'm like personally, I mine would be like, give give me currency, right? Give me rupees, and then and then like there would be a little dialogue that would come up, and you could give as many as you want, and like there would it would just people would be googling that constantly. Like, why am I giving this one NPC money? If I give him enough, will it unlock something? And then I'll just be the beneficiary of that uh, within that game world. Yeah. I would have it be like, you have a little thing coming out of your nose. You know, you got a little bit of God, not one of the snot kids. No, but But they would be like, in my case, Googling, how do I remove this? You know? (laughs) But then it's just Um, in their head that they have it the whole time. I would have uh, my my unofficial catchphrase that I didn't realize I said a lot until I started making videos is I think about it a lot. And so uh, it would be like a vague hint in the game, but then it would never update. So it would be like I there's once I saw a cave behind that waterfall. I think about it a lot. And then it would be <laughs> like, well, surely after I go to that cave, it will update. And then you'd go back to me and I would still be saying that. And it would be like, oh, I guess I used up that NPC. Mm-hmm. Mine would be like, I wish there were, I wish there was like a hero around. And even when you come back as a hero, I'm still going to say it because it's not yes. going to change. So I'm that like one frustrating NPC who will not acknowledge your power growth no matter what you do. I'll just be like, mm, really wish we had some heroes around here. <laughs> just variations on that even. <laughs> God. Time for a hero, if you ask me. <laughs> hey, Min Maxers from Bear Commando. 
Which buffs would you prefer to be applied to you in real life? All food is free for you. So that's one option. Or two, you can eat as much food as you want with no negative effects to your health. All food so is free with, food or like you don't gain weight or like die yeah. of diabetes. It's, I want the it's free food. Really, I want the free food. It's, it's really a class question, huh? Because it's like if you're I rich enough so, yeah. that food doesn't affect you, then being able to eat a bunch is the better one. But yeah, just ask us if we're poor next time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Bear Commando asking this question. I mean, I think, <laughs> you know, the free you. food, because you could go to one of those, like, unbelievably expensive, you know, it's like a $600 restaurant where they feed you, like, tiny little things. And the it's like, yeah. That... feeds you like a baby bird. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. It would be nice to just not have, just cut that part of my budget out of my life, right? Just, mm -hmm. just never have to worry about that again. It'll just be handy. Yeah. Just remove a lot of stress. Okay, let's. Would see. you still get Domino's rewards points, though? Ooh. Is my question. Ooh, if you can email that, about that next you know, week, that's a deal breaker. Well, yeah. what would you use them for? <laughs> it's, the, it's the journey, not the destination, Jacob. Yeah. You'll understand that the, someday. The, the brownie things with the chocolate inside of them. You know, the little those, those don't cakes. count as food you can get for free. <laughs> so what? Oh, let's throw this whole thing out the window. Reed asks, hey, cohorts, I listened to a recent episode where at least one of you, not naming names, said they were skipping cutscenes. <gasps> if it wasn't the first playthrough, then I could understand. Has reviewing games with bad stories worn you down to just want good gameplay? Do you like game stories with a message or moral? Does your answer change for other forms of media? Thanks. Uh, to answer that last question... Other in other forms of media, I no, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't skip, skip cutscenes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't throw on Stranger Things and just fast forward to the end, and so it like marks it as complete on my. Oh, Netflix maybe account. you should. Oh, I um, like, I like the new season. It's I'll, I'll skip intros sometimes. Yeah, you know. sure. But uh, I, I'm a big skipper uh, when it's not grabbing me, but mostly I do it when it's like. With Ghostwire Tokyo recently, it's a lot of cutscenes up front, and it's like, why would I invest emotions into this story when I have no idea if I'm going to like this game or not? Mm. And so I'm like blasting through the cutscenes because the cut gameplay isn't feeling that fun, but I stick with it, and I grow to like really like playing that game, and then and I like, start to happening? watch the cutscenes. Yeah, and it's mm. sometimes more interesting people... to be confused a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> people putting who skip together. cutscenes, then they're like, "What is that's me in like the Final Fantasy 14." Uh, updates like I, I played through the main story didn't skip any cutscenes but it's like when they do the updates between the big the big kind of I don't know like the end walkers I I do I do sometimes skip I'm like I see where this is going this is very boring I have other things I need to do like I'm busy yeah I'm leveling I'm crafting I'm like skip 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 skip, skip, skip. you know I will I in, in terms of other media if I'm reading like a non-fiction book I will totally skip chapters if it's on just like a boring thing. You know, it's like if I'm if it's like here's a story about building New York and like one chapter is on like the childhood of one of the architects. I'm like, I don't care. Skip that part. Mm -hmm. I do remember my dad when I was I was probably like fifth, fifth or sixth grade or something like that. And my dad just for whatever reason at that time in his life decided to read Moby Dick. And I remember him telling me. Like as I was pretty young, he's like, if you ever like want to read Moby Dick, like if you if you read Moby Dick, like I'll tell you which chapters you can skip. 
which I just thought was such an interesting idea. Like anime guess... filler episodes. Like, <laughs> yeah, I only guess, watch yeah. these to understand the plot. I guess there's like a chapter about a specific color or something in that game, and or that game, that that book. And my dad was like, "That yeah, you can see that." Time out of his day to, to to impart this wisdom on you. Like, look, son, if you ever need to read this book, you come to me first. You come. I to mean, me. there were there are those like abbreviated versions of literary classics that I've always been kind of mystified by because it's like, well, why would you? Like, I feel like you couldn't really say you read it if you read the abbreviated version. But I recently read uh, the original Frankenstein, which, like, has some great chapters and, like, a lot of real duds. And so, like, I, I totally could have read the abbreviated version of Frankenstein. Did you know, Jacob, I don't know if you know this, but it's actually Frankenstein was the uh, the doctor. And then it was Frankenstein's oh, monster. Oh, yeah. I skipped that chapter. Oh, oh yeah. that's good. <laughs> The book's uh, called like Doctor Frankenstein and his monster, <laughs> and his monster, <laughs> and that's like written in, in cursive. It's like a like, <laughs> and friends. Uh, this question from Timothy Pitts I like because I I well let's get to the question. the The first movie I saw in a theater was The Great Mouse Detective in 1986, uh, which was the same for me. That's the first movie I saw in a theater. Oh. So we're already we're already friends here, Timothy Pitts and I. At the climax of the movie, the projector malfunctioned, and the film strip began to melt. My three-year-old mind processed this as blood dripping down the screen. The theater offered refunds, and to this day, I've never finished the movie. What piece of media have you never finished for a bizarre reason? That that story is is horrifying. Can you imagine the first movie yeah. you've ever seen, and that's like... That's the core experience is seeing the film strip melt. Uh, oh my god, I I understand I why that why I, he remembers that to this day. I went to see Bugs Life with my cousins, and I started crying when the bugs were so big. I had to be removed from the theater <laughs> and taken home. And this was I like a since, recent, like they put it back in theaters in the last. Yeah, but like I have since years. seen Bugs Life, but I did have to leave the theater because the size of the bugs was too overwhelming for me. Um, I once went. This is not something I've never finished, but. Um, I went to a an outdoor screening of Return of the King with my mom, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, and it was like years after the movie had come out and people were like dressed up for it and the projector also malfunctioned and my mom who had never seen it was like, "Well, what? What happens?" And like everyone was like staring at her like, "You idiot, you don't know what happens at the end of this movie." <laughs> uh, that's just rude. They're being mean to your mom. Mm -hmm. Well, they're in character probably. Yeah, the, the, all those meanies. The characters in Lord of the Rings are real assholes Such about cool. people who haven't read. Or they them. just don't know, you know, what a movie is. Uh, on number six asks, "Hey Ben, not sure who that is, yeah. and friends, uh, no judgment, but how soon after your plane lands do you stand up? If I'm in the aisle right away, otherwise I wait until it's my damn turn." I stand so, up, but that's usually just because I don't want to sit anymore. Not in like right. a, like a, but I, I wait my turn as well. Yeah, I'm not trying to get out, but like, you know, you, you, you got to stretch the legs. Even though if you stand up and you're not on the aisle, then you're like bent down under the ceiling. And so Much it's not, better. it's not more comfortable, <laughs> really. It, it's just enacting agency. <laughs> right. 
I uh, I wait. I I don't stand up until like it's time to stand up. Because I just I don't know. I feel like everyone's. Do you being... take your seatbelt off at least? Yeah, yeah. I take the seatbelt off, and maybe I'll I'll get my bag and like put it on my lap. But like, yeah, I'll, I'll unless I'm like in pain or something. Like I'll stand up and stretch and sit back down. But like I just I don't know. It just makes the whole experience more anxious when like everyone's standing up and we're not going anywhere for ten minutes. You know. Right. So I try to I try to be the I try to lead the charge. I try to start a trend of like let's all just sit let's down. Just sit. Let's just relax a little bit here. You know, we made it to where we're trying to be. We don't need to rush anymore unless you have a connecting play. That's a whole different story. Let's see. Hey, Max Crew. This is from Mark Johnson. When I was little, I wanted to be an archaeologist due to my love of dinosaurs. By middle school, I wanted to be an FBI agent. I'm 37 now and an electrician. So none of that happened. Haha, they write. <laughs> what type of career dreams did the kitty Max Crew have? Archaeologist was a big one for me early on as well because I was just just couldn't be more obsessed with dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> but more uh, memorably, uh, there was one time when the mayor of Durham came to our elementary school and he asked was asking kids, you know, what we wanted to be. Uh, and I had started playing Roller Coaster Tycoon recently, and so I said a theme park designer, uh, and he said. That's interesting. That's a good. That's a good kid answer. It's yeah. Good yeah. Too. If I met someone that was like, oh, I had, I had designed theme parks, I'd be like, let's let's chat for a little while. You sound interesting. <laughs> uh, I my uh, not to bring up my father again, but like the world's biggest baseball fan, and uh, because of that, for what I don't know why, but when I was young, I was like, well, I I want to be a baseball player, which is in retrospect like the most absurd thing in the world. I I don't. I don't get into sports. I'm not a sports person. I played baseball in like little league. It it, it was like a, a dream. Did you want to be a baseball player when you were in little league or did you stop playing baseball and still somehow think you were going to aspire to be a baseball player? It was definitely during little okay. league for sure. And it was a hundred percent. Cause I thought my dad would think it's cool. Oh uh, yeah. And then, wanted, and then it, uh, then it was animator a... for a long time for me. Animator. Yeah, which I'm not an artist. I don't really draw. I'm I just not love an, like I don't play sports. I'm not an <laughs> artist. Like, where? How are you picking your? Okay, I guess I can't judge because I really wanted to be no, a marine okay. biologist. For some reason, like a bunch Classic. of kids want to be a marine biologist. I don't like touching fish. And I don't <laughs> like swimming. And I uh, so I don't know what I thought was going to happen. I think it's part of being a kid is you think when you turn into adult, an adult, you just transform into a different mm -hmm. person with a ton of skills. Right. Also, it's like you you only know about so many jobs. You know, right. I was like, yeah. maybe I'll be a teacher. Being a teacher is like one of the five jobs that exists. You know, it's the one that I see every day. <laughs> the first job That's I remember point. wanting was to like host the Tonight Show, which I never watched or liked. But what? I was like, I feel like I would be fun. But you were like, I love classic cars. <laughs> yeah i could really so vibe with the other hosts <laughs> i mean you would be a good talk show host for what it's worth i don't know why i'm hosting this week when you're literally i was right so here. grateful you're hosting <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you thank you uh let's do we got to do some missed joke opportunities these are very important got to get a couple of these in here mm. uh adam cohen missed joke opportunity last episode ben and kelsey were joking about ben having a podcast network for kelsey to talk about her job called min max Kelsey asked, 
Is that one or two ends? Ben said, I don't know exactly. It's kind of funny. Kelsey, someone else, uh, Kelsey or someone else should have said, oh, it's on kind of funny. They have a great network. Yeah. Yeah, we really screwed that one up. I wasn't there for that, but I'll take the blame. Uh, William. Yeah, all, any of us were there for that. <laughs> yeah, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Why am I reading these? Uh, let's see. Uh, William Hiddle. Scribbledy doo, Min Max crew. That's a that's a Chrono Cross reference. Go check out the Chrono Cross deepest dive. I'm writing in with another misjoke opportunity. In a recent episode, Leo said the genre hasn't clicked with me since I was a kid about the point and click adventure game genre, mm. and he clearly should have said, as I'm sure you can guess before even reading what I'm about to write, <laughs> the genre, genre hasn't pointed. point and clicked with me since I was a kid. I kept waiting for someone to make the joke as it seemed painfully obvious, but no one even hinted that they were thinking it. <laughs> I demand more Dragon Quest quality pun humor from Min Max. Go get on that, scribbledy doo. That's it for me. I appreciate the full thought process there. Uh, Leo, how does it down. feel that uh, any given listener could do the job better than any of us could? <laughs> they were Powerful. all thinking that. It makes me feel like I'm in charge. Hindsight's twenty twenty. What's good hearing called? What do you call it? Is it eyes or 2020? What are, what are good ears? Big. <laughs> hind, That's hind. right. Big ears. Don't, don't set us up for failure because people are going to write in the mix the oh. joke opportunity about this. You're right. setting yeah. us up we're, for failure. we're just handing this to them on a silver platter. <laughs> can we just say the first half of a joke and then people can write in with right? mis joke opportunity? Oh, yeah. man. I actually, I think, I feel like that was actually a comedy bang bang improv game for a while. Is that someone would start a joke and then someone would have to come up with the punchline. Does that sound familiar? Basically. Speaking of other podcasts, oh, it's really podcast. hard. I know yeah. it was, they would, it was never good. That's why I want the community terrible. to do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, beefcake asks, Hey, I got a steam deck. Can you recommend a game perfect for steam deck? That's not on Nintendo switch. Thanks. Beautiful people. Um, I, I, I got a steam deck recently. Very exciting. Uh, downloaded a ton of games for it. Some play great, some not as good, but it it has 100% become a Vampire Survivors machine. As I was like, like, you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. I it's perfect for deck. I I guess like it's it's just it's so good. You basically have the control stick and like the occasional A button, and it's it's great on deck. It runs great. It works great. It's fun. Yeah, get that um, three bucks. I kind of kind of shocking that it's not on Switch, but uh, yeah. inscription. Mm. In yeah. Inscription, I think, would be a very good uh, Steam Deck game. Yeah, it's that funny thing with with Switch where we'll occasionally be like, "Oh man, that'll be a perfect game for Switch." And then it's like when you dig deeper into that phrase, you're like, "What? What about being on Switch makes it like better?" And that's kind of the same thing with Deck. Like if it runs and it works well. Like I was playing, uh, what's not not the Arkham trilogy, Batman, the the prequel. Gosh, I can't remember the name. Origins. Origins, yeah, which I'd only played once when it came out, and I started playing that on Steam, and I was like, this is great, looks great, runs great, it's Batman, let's go. I feel like, it's like, I don't want to play a a cinematic game handheld, so that's like what, when I'm like, I, I don't want to play this, you know, on Switch, is like, Marvel Spider-Man is not a game that I wish was on Switch, even though I'm sure it would be fun, yeah, or Steam Deck, but you'll you'll get the opportunity, you can try it out. Yeah, coming to PC soon. Uh, the Uncharted Wolf asks, Hey, cohorts of the Midwest, what's the farthest you've gotten in a game without beating it? I got to the last mission in Cyberpunk before my game crashed, and I decided I just didn't like the game enough to beat it. <laughs> That's so sad. You're like, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to cross that finish line. Yeah. Just recently, this isn't the furthest, but me and my girlfriend got halfway through Chicory and then lost the save. We we got halfway through Chicory, lost two hours of progress, got all the way back up and a little past it, and then lost the save completely. What happened? Was it just, like, uh, buggy? or First time, I have no idea what happened. Second time, my computer had to get Windows reinstalled and the drive got <laughs> Oh, my wiped. God. You should have prepared for that. What were you doing? Should have had a backup computer. Exactly. It's great on Switch. Should have played it on Switch. Ah, damn. What you were thinking. Uh, let's see. Nick asks, what's your you damn kids get off my lawn old man opinion on video games that younger gamers might not understand or we weren't even go on your lawn younger opinion that older gamers might not understand. I think I think I just love lawns. <laughs> Well, okay, my opinion, lawns are bad. Yeah. No, thank you. I share that opinion. Don't want to be mowing that trash. You damn kids keep messing up my lawn. (laughs) Mow it, I'll give you some money. Put that prairie on my lawn. (laughs) I'm trying, I I don't know if I really have a lot of these, because I really actively, as a a father, uh, try, I think of that Simpsons meme, you know, old man yells at Cloud. I, like, really don't want to become that (laughs) like i really i try to look at stuff that kids are playing and doing and try to understand like what's interesting about it and why they like it i don't really i can't really think of anything that i'm like it was better in my day because a lot of yeah i mean my my new one which doesn't feel that controversial but it's just like i hate loot i i Mm -hmm. don't want to play any game with loot and i I, it seems like that's something that the industry is pushing that no one is really interested in. So, again, it doesn't feel like I'm taking a bold stance. But it's like, please let me play a God of War game that doesn't have different armor pieces in it. Yeah, it seems like it's in there because, you know, whatever data shows that it keeps people engaged more, whether or not they're screaming about how much they love getting their loot. Um, My old man opinion, and maybe just an old weirdo opinion, is I hate wireless controllers. I wish we had wired controllers for everything still. Except the Switch. You just, even the sort of benefit of like not having to worry about wires, it's not worth it to you. I don't know what that benefit is. I'm still sitting the same distance from my TV, you know? I guess I've just gotten up and like the controller's gotten stuck and I've yanked Super Nintendo out of my TV console or like the GameCube <laughs> wires were too short. Animals run past and like knock stuff over. Right, sure. But your your life is perfect it's, and you never experience it. It's just like not worth it for it running out of battery all the time. Sure, yeah. And having to pair it and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's still wired. It's just plugged into the charger that, like, you know, the cord that's, like, on the back of my couch at all times. Because the PS5 feels like it has, like, four hours of battery life. Yeah, that's true. This one's this one's kind of tricky because you got you sort of have to think about what your potential most anticipated game that might be announced in the next you know few few weeks might be uh, with you know summer game fest. But Virgil B asks if your most anticipated game uh, is shown at summer game fest and if it had a hiring process in order for you to play it, how would you fill out your resume to be the most qualified? Any transferable skills, experience? Would you leave anything out? To be able to play the game that I want to play? Yeah, so, like, let's say... Uh, let's say, like, Resident Evil 4 Remake was announced today. 
like and if you had to like put in an application to be allowed to play it like what would you what would you put in your application like i would i would you know write about how I have a lot of experience with all the Resident Evil games. I've played Resident Evil 4 on nearly every platform it released. I'm I'm very cool and I played it in VR, which is hasn't been done by a lot of people. Um <laughs> I won't tweet I'll tweet positive things about it maybe no promises that I'll put a little asterisk on that. Um yeah, I don't know. So you have to kind of think about what game would potentially be announced that you're excited about. <laughs> and then and then build um, out your resume from there. So my my most anticipated game, uh, which hasn't really been announced, is whatever Gen Design is working on. You know the the Team Eco thing or whatever. And I guess I would I would turn my webcam over here and show them my Last Guardian thing, and then turn my webcam around and my Shadow of the Colossus print and show them my ribs, which has a Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> tattoo, and just be my like, ribs. I would take my shirt off. It's like, you don't want me to be a stalker, so just hire me, please, okay? Let's make this official. Uh, or you just show wanna... them that your essay for your Shadow of the Colossus video. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've done uh, views, a right? lot of... This has 5 million views. Please hire me. <laughs> please hire me to pay you to allow me to play your game. I'll buy yeah. a copy and play it myself. I want right. to see the next Final Fantasy fourteen expansion, and I would just submit my min-max 210s game of the year to fighting for Ed Walker. I would just submit <laughs> that and only that, and I would just be like, did you see what I did? See what happened there? Yeah. That was yeah. me. Just the transcript and the word count. There for you guys. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's weird because we're assuming that it would be appealing for them to know that we were the biggest fans in the world of their game when, like, probably that's not the most useful consultation. <laughs> but like, Right, yeah. What, you know, if it's your most anticipated game, what else are you going to say? That's true. You're, you're totally right, yeah. Okay, let's see. We got just a couple more here. Here's it. You guys ready for a game? We always, we got to close it out with a game usually, right? That's how, that's how Hanson it's does it. It's not trivia, that's... right? Um, yeah, it's trivia. Is that okay? That's <laughs> fine. I gave this one a thumbs up. If it's the trivia. one I'm thinking of. Okay, let's see. Hello, cohorts. Nick from Atlanta wrote this in. It's time to play the hottest new game that Sarah's gonna love. He, I added that part. Uh, Dark Souls or Monster Hunter? Oh, Below no. are six names. It's up to you to tell us whether it's from the first Dark Souls game or Monster Hunter Rise. Have fun. So they specified oh, it no. in the two games, which I know easier or harder. I don't know. I know Dark Souls one pretty well, so I'm thinking I'll be good at this one. All right, let's start with Leo here. Thank you, Leo. Dark Souls one or Monster Hunter Rise? Dark Souls. Uchi Gatana. And you said Dark Souls before I even said it out loud. Is that right? That's your answer. I think I may as well just pick one randomly. So let's go with that. You nailed it, man. You know your stuff. Thank you. I'm a gamer. Uh, all right, Look, I can tell you where to get that item in Dark Souls. Oh my it's gosh. apparently also in Dark Souls 2, 3, Demon Souls, and Elden Ring. Apparently. You gotta yeah. kill the old merchant in the undead burg. Alright, we get it. You know Dark Souls 1. <laughs> it's not that we didn't believe you. <laughs> Look, this is, the resume question was the last one. This was mm -hmm. a different mm -hmm. set of questions. Alright. Sarah, Shrine Ruins. Shrine Ruin. Monster Hunter? Monster Actually, Hunter. all games. <laughs> yeah, I was right. like... 
Legend uh, of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but you nailed it. Yeah, Shrine Ruins, Monster Hunter. The demon ruins are from Dark Souls. Well, we, everyone knows that. Yeah, I knew that. All right, Jacob. Uh, you know, I hope I'm pronouncing these right, because that would kind of... <laughs> Just pronounce them wrong. Just pronounce yeah. them wrong, see if he still gets it. Uh, Grior's Landmark, and that's G-R-I-O-R. <laughs> Grior's Landmark. Uh, that is from Monster Hunter. There you go. Nailed it. Uh, Leo, you want to venture a guess before I say it out loud again? Or this, one, this one's Monster Hunter, oddly. Okay. <laughs> okay, final answer. I'll still go through the rig and roll. <laughs> Leo, is this uh, Dark Souls or Monster Hunter? Crystal Lizard. Crystal yeah, Lizard. I know. That's what I would have guessed. So yeah. And you said you said Monster Hunter, right? Yeah. <sighs> wrong. You got it wrong. It's from Dark Souls. Monster Hunter has rock, boulder, and scale lizards. Come on. Oh, Leo. my God. I have brought shame to my family. <laughs> All right, Sarah. The Chaos Blade. Chaos Blade. <laughs> what? Dark um, Souls or Monster Hunter Rise? I'm gonna go with Monster Hunter. Ooh, Le- Jacob's shaking his too, head. I thought it was a little too basic. That's yeah. That's it's from Dark Souls. Enough for Monster Hunter. The Chaos Bow is from Monster Hunter. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. So you got that wrong, Sarah. I'm sorry. Sorry that happened. Can you apologize before we move on? I'm sorry, everybody. Thank you. I'm sorry, Jacob and everybody else. (laughs) I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Okay, let's see. Uh, Jacob. The Sieglind. S-I-E-G-L-I-N-D-E. Sieglind. That's Monster Hunter? Trick question, my friend. Both. A great sword in Monster Hunter Rise and an NPC in Dark Souls. Can you oh, that's that right. Again? Okay, because Sigurd is the main one, but I think Sieglund is his daughter. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Can you throw more excuses, please. Yeah. Throw them. Okay, out. yeah. They no, I look. I should have got the trick question, but Sieglund is uh, a minor NPC in Dark Souls. There we go. Here, I'll do uh, one more quick one, and then we'll do question of the week, which you guys all promised to help me with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this question is from a Ben Hansen. Hello, oh, no. Kyle and the Kyleettes. Oh. And I wanted to share this so it's on the record. Uh, this is, this is, it's not really a question. I just wanted to make sure we share this. Here are Ben's predictions for Keeley's Summer Game Fest. The official name reveal of Riot's fighting game. Mass Effect TV show official announcement and cast. Borderlands movie trailer. GoldenEye remake slash port announcement. Midnight Suns gameplay slash release date. And the reveal that the reveal of that Wu-Tang RPG. And then he says, wow. keep up the great work, which I don't know if he'll... We'll see how he feels after Rejected. he listens to it. Yeah, Start I look forward some to great receiving... Work. Shortly after this goes live, maybe the next day, a couple hours later, I'm sure I'll get a very polite private Slack message offering me a bunch of tips to be prepared for next week. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, Ben, I appreciate those. I, I do like those. I don't mind feedback. Okay, guys, what was your favorite question this week? We've got. Let's see. What are some of the ones that, with the turkey? Um, the turkey I I real I liked the NPC one. Was, if, what would our one, one line of dialogue be? Yeah, I did like the turkey one too because I truly have never heard of sliced chicken, mm-hmm. deli chicken. That your that your local deli? It's pretty common, you know. I don't think it's like hard to find. It sounds great from the way you described it. <laughs> Just flavorless. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, any other takers? I like the NPC line. I think that was fun. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's do it. Now, let's see. Who was that? Uh, that was from Crater. Congratulations, Crater. You got a copy of Spinch coming your way. It's great on Switch. It's really good on Switch. Oh, my gosh. I uh, we, uh, we did it. We did it. You guys. It. Great did work. Didn't, didn't, well, have we we, our, isn't there we one more thing? This, but... What's that, Leo? There's one more thing we have yet to have two have done. That's I know. I know. But I'm just proud of this part. I'm just trying to just take my victories. <laughs> You're worried we're gonna blow it in the get a load of this. That's, That's right. No, but it is it is time for a little something called get a load of this. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Do we have the music in there? The Leo? music you... just played. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Um, it was. Sarah, I played wanna... it. Perfect timing. Super smooth. Flowed right into the next segment. No, nothing holding it up. We're nice. ready to launch right Beautiful. into it. Sarah, you want to go first? Yeah, my get a load of this is there is a group of people in Minecraft, AORGD Studios, who have recreated the Lion King musical in Minecraft. Full cast, full costumes, set changes, with the music. Only 20 people are allowed in the theater, which they fully built out, because there's just so much going on. If there were more than 20 people, the leg would absolutely crash the server. <laughs> um, and it looks it looks incredible. It looks amazing. It looks just like the actual musical. So I won't be able to check it out, but because I won't be one of those 20 people. But I bet it's amazing. <laughs> nice. Uh, hey, guys, get a load of this. This is a pretty straightforward one. I I told everyone about it before we started recording. But uh, Bo Burnham released, I think it's like an hour, hour and a half. Uh, it's called, it's like a, it's a series of outtakes and cut songs from inside. It's called The Inside Outtakes. And I, it's weirdly super interesting and fun. And there's a handful of songs in there that I'm like, why'd you cut these? These are very short yeah. and could have just stayed in here. It's interesting. He talks about, you know, making it himself and having no idea which stuff is funny, which I definitely relate to. But it's like, right. yeah, if he had outside knowledge, maybe he would have put that jeans bit in because that made me laugh harder than anything in Inside. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like, it, it's called the Inside Outtakes. It is essentially a new special. Like, it has, it, it is, like, as thematically coherent as the original Inside. It, like, has an arc in a similar way. It's incredible. Like, you you, sh you gotta watch this thing. And, I mean, fun for uh, Jacob and Leo and, and Ben Hansen, I'm sure, as well. You learn that Bo Burnham's a Final Cut man. Doesn't use Premiere. I was aghast. <laughs> Though there is okay, this is some real nerdy uh, stuff in uh, in the song sexting. Like you can see, he's projecting that with a Premiere timeline in like a little bit in um, in the original Inside. So there's actually yeah. he's using multiple editing programs, which is even more deranged. <laughs> he also he plugs in a bunch of because it's on YouTube exclusively. He puts up a bunch of fake ads and like skip ad icons, and it like it got me every time. I was like, "Wait, is this one a real?" And every time, I was like, "Nope, that's a fake ad." <laughs> They're really well done. Totally worked. Uh. Uh, Jacob. Um, yeah. Okay. So I had one, but I'm changing it because uh, Sarah reminded me with saying in Minecraft, um, <laughs> there is there is an FBI like background document that states that they know that saying in minecraft can be like cover for criminal activity as in 
I'm going to beat up Joe Manchin in Minecraft. Um, and what their official document says is um, the United States of America sp uh, specifically states Minecraft is a video game. Based on information provided by the FBI, the government understands that it is common for persons discussing criminal activity online to refer to such activity as occurring in Minecraft to conceal the true nature of the activity. <laughs> So, they or they know. could be doing it in Minecraft. They're gonna have to switch to in Roblox with that. With it coming, I know. To life. I I always said in Fortnite. So really, <laughs> you know, the FBI still got some catching up to do. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was very funny because I have genuinely said that before. <laughs> That's great, Leo. You got one. Um, simple get a load of this for my Venture Brothers fans out there who you may re recognize that show from my impressions last week. Uh, new video essay from a YouTuber called Steak Bentley. That's an hour long love letter to that show, which it being canceled so horrifyingly recently, it's really nice to listen to as a fan. I recommend it to anybody who loves that show. It's called Venture Bros and Failure. Nice. A uh, quick one from the community that I'm going to, I'm going to call this one out because it in retrospect, I probably should have actually had this be part of the main discussion, at least. But uh, Nick from Atlanta posted in, posted in the Get a Load of This channel on the MinMax Discord, which you can join if you uh, want to support us on Patreon, that uh, Dragon Age, the new Dragon Age, has a subtitle. Um, the game is going to be called Dread Wolf. Dragon Age Dread Wolf. Nice. Which I when guess... do you think that game's coming out? I think uh, 2024 <laughs> at the end. <laughs> I guess we did yeah. just get a title. Nothing else. That's not a good sign. Right. We got a title and lost three more core development staff. Mm. <laughs> Fair trade. I'm, I'm looking to see if maybe the, the the blog post has anything, even like hinting, you know, like coming soon or will. But no, I don't see anything. Nope. So it's never coming out. If they don't have yeah. a if they don't have a window on the blog post, is it's just not happening. Too bad. There we go. We got a load of this. We asked, <laughs> answered a lot of questions. We talked about the PlayStation Showcase. It was it was really exciting. Um, does anyone have any plugs? Sarah, you have a plug? Yes. Follow me on Twitter at SarahPods. Follow me on Twitch at SarahPods. Please support me while I play all the Yakuza games because I need it. Do you, do you know what the Summer Summer Game Fest Play Days event is? Do I know what it is? Do you know what it is? No. Am I going? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Do See, I know what's going on? No. It, Jeff's keeping it a secret. Okay. But that's that's happening. All mm -hmm. right. Cool. I, there was a note for you to plug it. So I, oh, you nailed oh, it. Uh, uh, next week, the, the, the 9th, was it like with the 10th and the 11th, I will be in Los Angeles for the Summer Games Fest. If you see me, say hi. Um, I will be playing some games Ben says I have to make friends, so I'll be playing games, making friends. He's always doing the good that. Word. Yeah, spreading well, the good word about MinMax. Trying to get people to make friends all the time. It's I like, know. Dude, we're adults. <laughs> like, we have all the friends we're going to have for the rest of our life. We're good. <laughs> uh, okay, so here we got some other plugs here. So we got, uh, let's see, get ready for Jurassic Park Dominion. I'm going to read these. Anson left for these. He usually does them off the cuff, and it feels very natural. I'm going to read them just so I don't get any of the details wrong. I hope that's okay with everybody. Right. Uh, get ready for Jurassic World Dominion by unlocking our new commentary track for the first Jurassic Park on Patreon. With uh, he has a typo here actually, but I'm going to I'm going to keep it Ven Hansen. He put a B. He put a V instead of a B. So Ven Hansen, everybody, not the Ven Hansen. We should call him. Uh, Leo Vader and Brian Vore are going to be part of that as well. Five dollar supporters unlock the commentary track on their favorite podcast app. 
It's also just a great long podcast about why Jurassic Park rules. You can also unlock the commentary tracks for Lord of the Rings, uh, Advent Children, and uh, The Matrix and the Star Wars sequel trilogy. So those are all, you know, five bucks to support us. You get access to all those. Trivia Tower, the grand round. Round, round. Come round. on, guys. Round, round. round. Uh, it's happening on Sunday, June 19th at 2 p.m. Central. So uh, Europe. Europe, this is your round. Compete in video game trivia, and the last person standing wins $1,000. Everybody who supports MinMax on Patreon at any tier can compete. And then we have some new game champions. Uh, you can become a game champion by supporting MinMax at the $50 tier, and then you lock in a game of your choice. You support us at that tier. Uh, ben sends you a message. You let him know what game you're going to support. And this week we have Brett Hunter, who called Super Mario 64. Honestly surprised that one wasn't already taken. And then uh, old 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 friend, we all know him, Zachary Pliggy. He went with Super Mario sixty four. Which, if you know anything about Zachary Pliggy, he couldn't. He's not allowed to choose anything else. So, oh man, how do you guys oh. feel about this episode? Feeling good? Great work, Leo. Did you have to put out any fires or anything? You good? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know the sex bots and the there's a copyright <laughs> thing on screen that's supposed to come up. It's, I don't got it. It's just going to play the outro music over our faces. So, video viewers enjoy that. But, you know, okay. in, in the words of Naked HD, this fun, one, Pirates, enough watch stream. You can take here. this one. There's no copyright on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's, that's what happens when I host, man. Give it, give it away. <laughs> uh, I will actually be back hosting again next week because, as we uh, answered earlier, which we probably should have given a question of the week, honestly, is, is Ben Hansen got married. So, stepping in. For him that's my wedding present to him is picking up hosting duties but get uh, a load of this ben <laughs> hansen just got married <laughs> that's right. congrats to him we're, we're so happy for you ben totally um, but yeah thanks so much everybody and um be good have fun let's go great and now here i go Yay. doing the outro music oh there he is he's being good having fun and let's go it's <laughs> happening right It's almost Just over. Keep waiting. <laughs> the music's oh. almost over. Okay, resolved.